Welcome back to another episode of Comedy's Dead with Sandra Edgel and my co-host, Lucas Miles, who we've had on before. Mm-hmm. So thank you again for... Yeah, thanks for having me back. I appreciate yeah, thank it. I, you I for... didn't think I was going to get the invite back, but I'm glad to be here. Thank you. <laughs> always, always. I will always invite people back. Okay, so as you can tell by what I'm wearing, um, this is my, my Woody Allen getup <laughs> that I tried to throw together. And if you're listening and not watching, uh, well, I just have uh, one of those fisherman hats on yeah, in my glasses. It's very woody. It's very woody. It's very woody. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, obviously, we're talking about Woody Allen today. And I'm, I'm not going to leave you in some, like, ex- suspense or anything. But my narrative of this podcast is that Woody Allen is innocent. So, but before we get into that, I just want to talk about really quick, because yeah, I'm 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 gonna say Woody Allen is innocent. So that's gonna piss off a lot of people, obviously. A lot of people. Yeah. Because every I mean, anymore you just have to be a chameleon. And yeah, honestly That's true. It really is. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm sick of it. I'm sick of being a chameleon and just conforming to whatever people Don't think for yourself. What is that? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but in a country that prides itself on self expression, individuality, freedom of speech, yeah. we like cower down the minute we feel like threatened in any way shape or form it's true and i'm it's very true and i'm it's it's actually it is sad and i'm getting like just really sick of it because it just it doesn't make any sense to me i mean if you can be a barista at starbucks and decide that you want to free bleed while you're making frappuccinos for people and people are like you go girl that's brave but god forbid you want to say anything like, I think Woody Allen is innocent. I mean, you put that out on social media and the social justice vultures will just like swoop in and rip you apart. They will. They like, will. Yeah. oh, you think Woody Allen is innocent? I hope you get raped. <laughs> right. No, and they come come back with that kind of shit. They do. They and do. a comment yeah. like that will get like 500 likes on Facebook Ser- with memes. Yeah. They yeah, meme bombed me. Yeah, right. They yeah. meme bombed me. And personally, they they someone put a uh, a Kathy Bates from Misery meme mm. like when she was getting ready to right. And I personally thought that was hilarious because I have a sketch I want to do where I kind of play like a Kathy Bates. Nothing, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. so you play that well. That made me <laughs> chuckle, and that's the reason I don't like report people for like all the nasty comments that they make. Why would you? Well, for one, I don't know how to. <laughs> I really don't. At least not on my phone. And two. Just talk I, into it. Get him, Zuck. I, I don't do it because if I would do that, then I wouldn't have got to see the Kathy Means meme. Kathy Means me, the Kathy Bates <laughs> meme, and I thought it was funny. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I don't. I didn't see the caption, but I bet it was. It was funny. I bet. And listen, I mean, I'm here for the laughs. Okay. And like personally, I just think life's a joke. It is. Yeah. It is. It is a complete joke. You know, it only takes you a good like ten years in to realize, oh. It's a joke, and you know everything's fun and games until Kathy. Yeah, and you're either the butt of it or you're laughing at yeah. it. You know, and that's yeah. what it is. You got to which, which do you want to be? And it's all fine until you know? Kathy Bates shows up at your house with a baseball bat. <laughs> I don't know. It's just listen. Hell hath no fury like a woke bitch off of her meds. <laughs> the internet scorned. Yeah. The internet scorned yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I'm just I don't know. I'm just over it. I was uh. I was watching um, this thing on Dateline with my daughter, and it was about this girl that got kidnapped. She spent like six months like locked up in some guy's like trailer. I mean, it was 
That kind of sucks. Like, if you're going to get locked up, like, at least... Yeah, I know. Like, like a nice place. A so nice I mean, place, that would be nice. trailer. Yeah, a trailer, that kind of... But I was watching it, and <laughs> I'm a true crime fan, and I have a daughter, so, like, I try to get her into true crime, you know? So, like, she can be aware that, you know, there's pervs out there. Yeah, Not just pervs. Sure. Like, I'm not worried about the pervs. I'm worried about the people that snatch you off the street. Yeah. But she, what had happened was... It was she got a new pair of boots for her birthday. She's like 15 and she was walking home from school and she was getting blisters and her feet hurt. And this car like pulls up beside her and asks her for a ride. She gets in the car and then the rest is, you know, what happened anyways. I don't need to tell you what happened after that. You have to watch Dateline a whole bunch. Yeah, they watch Dateline a whole bunch. <laughs> so I, I said to my daughter, I'm like, never, ever get in a car with a strange man. Woman, female, I don't care. Yeah, like, it does not matter. Don't, doesn't Stranger matter. And it's, exactly. No one wants to help you get home. They don't, just don't do it. And she was like, that's victim shaming. I was like, what, what, I'm like, what deranged social media algorithm are you living in i'm like this is what women have been doing since the beginning of time like pointing out like yes it is stupid to get in a stranger's car off the side of the street yeah. it's like i don't care if your leg is broke it doesn't matter if you're six four and 280 pounds yeah. and a bodybuilder it yeah, doesn't just, just you know you don't do it right. like i'm sorry put on your big girl panties and just hop home like i'm not dealing with this at least not your 15-year-old daughter. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. That's for sure. I can't believe somebody tried to shame you for trying to teach her how to exactly protect herself. So, like, you know how you hear comics talk about finding your voice? Mm. Okay. I've never heard a comic explain it in a way that makes sense to me. But I think finding your voice is whatever things that you said that got you backhanded and kicked out of class, that's your voice. Yeah. Probably your truest self. Yeah. yeah. I was looking at a bunch of like old pictures when I was a kid and I was reminded just like how fearless of a child I used to be because my mom wore like three rings on her right hand. <laughs> so you could yeah. just see the bravery on my face. Right. So well, badges of honor. <laughs> exactly. So like I've just decided like here recently, I don't care anymore. I don't care if the things that I say upset you or piss you off because like I'm just I'm, I'm here for me. And if the things that I'm going to say is going to ruin or hinder my chances of being a convenient, then so be it. Like, yeah. I would be just as happy doing open mics and making TikTok videos the rest of my life if it means I can say the things that I want to say. Yeah, I'm with you there. So I was, and this all kind of like just came like as like a tidal wave, I guess. I don't know. But I, it was during, right around the time of the Capitol riots. Mm -hmm. I had a bunch of jokes that I wanted to do. <laughs> And I didn't do them because I'm like, I don't want people to get pissed off. I don't want people to say anything. And now I'm just like, screw it. I'm going to say and do what I want. Yeah. So like, I'm sorry, but I found it equally as entertaining watching a bunch of black guys or black, just black people loot Nike stores and Louis Vuitton stores as I did watching a bunch of angry white people break into the Capitol and take selfies in Nancy Pelosi's office. I, I found the whole thing to be so preposterous that it that it is entertaining. It just it reminds me of what Carlin used to say. You get you know, when you're born you get a ticket to the freak show. In America you get a front row exactly. seat. Exactly. You know, and that's what it was. Like we enjoy it some. Like I know it's awful, but also enjoy the just the absurdity of things. Yeah, and I'm sorry. It you does, have to. Is it? Am I really that horrible of a person? Because I want to shake that guy's hand, whoever took the selfie in Pelosi's office, and then go buy some half-priced Nikes from Tyrone's stolen, not stolen pop-up equity shop. Oh, yeah, you can be on both sides. Exactly. Yeah. I, no, exactly. Okay, so 
what are they what's that stupid saying uh you can or hate the sin but love the sinner mm. okay so if you can hate the sin but love the sinner why can't i love the sin and hate the sinner it's a good question right yeah it's a paradox i know a little bit yeah yeah but so that brings me to woody allen mm. okay so i first off i know first off okay i love <laughs> i love woody allen movies okay. I know. yeah i i grew up like a neurotic child living in like a dysfunctional family. So I've always, and but I'm extremely self-aware. And that, I think that's the only thing that saved me. It was just, I was just self-aware to like the dysfunction that I was living in from a very early age. So I've just always had this like constant internal narrative, I guess, of just pessimis, you know, pessimism, cosmic insignificance. And it's just like forever like looping in my brain. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So, um, naturally I relate to Woody Allen movies and, um, (laughs) so the first, the first Woody Allen, that's that's, that's the synopsis of every Woody Allen movie, isn't it? So the, the first Woody Allen movie I ever saw was Mighty Aphrodite and it was, I was in high school, I was like a sophomore. So, I mean, this was years after the movie came out and there's this, do you know what that, do you know what it's about? I haven't seen it. Mm -mm. Okay. So, um. Mara, 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 Mara Savina. She actually won like an Oscar. I don't, I don't know, but I think for best supporting actress. It's a really good movie. But okay, so the premise of the movie is plug, plug. Yeah, Woody, <laughs> Woody Allen and his wife adopt a baby boy, and the son turns out to be like a br- brilliant, like a genius. So he's like, well, to be a genius like this, like your, you know, your mom or your dad, somebody has to be a genius. So he goes on this quest to find the birth mother. So he can figure out, like, why this kid is so smart. Well, Miro Savino is the mother, and turns out she is a porn star and a, like, a call, call girl. Mm. So he makes an appointment to go meet with her and, you know, all this stuff. I don't... Anyway, so there's, this, there's this scene in the what movie... What kind of appointment? <laughs> well, that kind of appointment, <laughs> oh, but... Okay. Anyways, just to get in the door. He's just got to get in the door, yeah. He's got to get in the door. I understand. So um, there's this scene where he takes her out to dinner, and they're at this... Um, and I try, I wanted to do the setup, like, from the scene, mm-hmm. and have, like, wine, and anyways, but I couldn't because <laughs> I have to I have to be at work. I'm, I'm going to work after this, so, like, I can't go to work drunk. I'll get fired. So um, he, yeah, probably. he takes her out to dinner, and so he's asking her about her family, and she just lays it all out. Like, you know, like, she ran away at, from home, like, at 14 because her mom married a drunk, and her dad is, like, you know, a drug pusher, and he, like he robbed people and just all this like dysfunction mm. and then come to find out like one of her uncles was like and he was supposed to be the smart one and he was supposed to like he was like a serial rapist but in, in she makes and she's not self-aware so like i'm watching this and i'm like oh this is hilarious because i growing up in in this type of situation mm. and relatable yeah yeah, yeah. very extremely right. relatable yeah. And then she, but like afterwards, she would like say these funny things like, oh yeah, but he would have been, you know, if he would have talking about the uncle, she's like, oh, if he would have gone straight, he would have been a genius, like good at math. So these like really funny, like lines that she would say, but she wasn't self-aware. I don't think she realized she was being funny. Right. And I, I just related to it. And the reason I related to it so much was because I, my, my mother, um, was an escort. We lived in Florida and she had just found out that I was, I had a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So I was like in a lesbian relationship. She totally flipped her shit. <laughs> it was bad. Really? Yes. Hmm. Really flipped out. 
She picked me up from practice one day, gave me a Gatorade, and the next thing I remember was waking up halfway to Indiana. Yeah, she drugged me and kidnapped me, took me away from Florida, brought me to Indiana, dropped me off at my sister, my half-sister's house, my half-sister on my dad's side, and then just went back to Florida to get more money until she could, like, move to Indiana. So this was, like, between Thanksgiving and Christmas break. So I had no winter clothes. Like, who just all of a sudden shows up and is living with their sister in between Christmas and Thanksgiving break? Like, that's just not... Yeah. There's problems. Like, it just red flags. Like, problem child, problem child. For sure. And what is this? When, when, when is this? My sophomore year. Okay. Okay. So, but at some point, I, I got a boyfriend. And so, like, now he's trying to put all the pieces together. Like, why are you living with your sister when you have no winter clothes? who are you exactly and his parents had questions and so at some point i had to like fill in the gaps for Mm. him and so like i did i you know i had to be like well my mom's an escort and she found out i was in a lesbian relationship and she flipped her shit and she kidnapped me and brought me up here and you know she couldn't move up here herself because she didn't have enough money because it's the slow season because it's the holidays and you know here i am and I would think the holidays would be just not to not to get sidetracked. I, I would think that's the holidays would be the busy season. I have no clue. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, but so yeah, I filled in the gaps, and then when after I told him this, I don't know why I said this, but I did. I said, and oh by the way, I don't believe in God because why would why would you? you? Yeah, yeah, why would I? Right. And if there is a God, I was definitely Hitler in a past life. So I'm watching this movie, like, right after, like, literally, it was, like, three days after I had just told him all this. So I'm watching Miro Savino tell this, like, neurotic Jew who wrote the movie, like, basically everything that I had just said mm. to, an, you know, in a way. And and then there's another scene where he makes, like, a reference to Schindler's List, and it was, like, a Hitler joke. So I was just, like, blown away. I'm, like, anyway, so that's what started my obsession with Woody Allen and this like weird neurotic Jew that you know made this movie so I anyway so I wanted to do a podcast I was going to bring you back and I texted you like two weeks ago Mm. to do a podcast um but I wanted to talk about uh the teachers union and teach the kids not being in school and then out of room classrooms and I out of control classrooms mm. and i sent you like some videos of yeah. some like out crazy. of control classrooms crazy. But, crazy but you had to be difficult and move <laughs> and, and the worst part of it is it didn't even happen that everything with that got fucked up yeah. and it'll be next month so so i was like well, now we're here talking about woody yeah so i was like well we'll just do it this saturday and then i was like well shit i don't want to i can't get too ahead of myself in writing about teachers unions and kids not going back to school because you know, two weeks is a long time in this country. Yeah. I mean, like... Right. We no, could, for sure. That's, yeah. It's like 28 news cycles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was like, well, now would be a great time to get high and, you know, watch TV. So I did. I smoked a bowl and I went and I turned on HBO and the movie Anything Else was on. It's a Woody Allen movie. Love this movie. It has... Who's the guy from American Pie? Is it Jason Biggs? Briggs? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Anyways. Pie fucker? Yeah, the pie fucker. It's the pie fucker from American the Pie. Fucker. He plays Woody Allen. And uh, is it Nicole Ricci? No. I, the girl from Adam's Family. I think it's Nicole Ricci. Something Ricci. Yeah. Anyways. Something so she like plays, that. you know, the typical like actress, model, New York type girl. Anyway, so she has a bunch of problems. And they're together. It's just a typical Woody Allen movie. But there's this scene where her crazy mother moves in. And 
I, me and my boyfriend had watched that one time and we just laughed our asses off because this crazy mother moves in and it just, it was, the dynamics were so much like our relationship right. because my, her, my boyfriend at the, at the time, he actually helped my mom make a website. This is like when we were in college for her escort thing. Mm-hmm. So we just died laughing. So <laughs> I, I watched the movie cause I love the movie. And then at the end, you know, like after the movie's over and they show like previews for like upcoming things that they're doing, they showed a preview for the Woody Allen doc, the new, uh, or mm-hmm. Allen versus Pharaoh or right. whatever. I don't know. Allen Pharaoh, whatever it is. Yeah. And I was not aware that he was, um, accused of molesting his seven year old adoptive daughter. No, I wasn't either. Yeah. Like when I, when I, this came out, that was the first time I had actually heard of it. And I know they had a whole trial and everything, but yeah. yeah. So I, I didn't, I had no clue. And so I was like, Hmm, that'll be interesting to watch. And I'm not going to lie when I, when I sat down to watch the documentary, cause it was just, it was coming on the next day. Mm. So I, I went in thinking, well, yeah, he probably definitely molested his daughter. Like, yeah, why? I think that's what anyone would have imagined. They yeah. were just the initial. Yeah. I was like, why would you, why would you make that up? Like why, you know? So I started watching the video or the documentary and like halfway through, I was like, these people are nuts. Yeah. Like I just, there was. That's that's like, that's definitely what I got. That's what I got from watching the first, about halfway through the first episode. It was just like, wow, this is. Oh, I watched, I watched the whole thing and I watched the second one. It's still coming on, isn't it? Yeah, there's yeah, a there's like a it's like more, a four part four. series. So and I don't know who did the documentary, but they put in a lot of stuff that I as a documentary like if I was trying to paint Woody as a child molester, I would have like left certain things out, and they didn't. They didn't. No, <laughs> yeah, like it. They they humanized him kind of like I mean I know he's a human, but I'm saying like they're they're trying to prove that he's this monstrous guy, but then they're also humanizing him a lot and way too much for it. It's just like pick a lane here. Yeah. That's kinda of how I felt about it. So I didn't for some odd reason, like some of the they they brought in like one of her biological sons, mm-hmm. one of his girlfriends, that I guess that was around the kids a lot. They have her on there and they're interviewing and talking to her. And she says this thing about how she thought it was really weird one time that she saw Woody getting out of bed in just his underwear and their adoptive daughter Dylan was in bed with him with like a diaper on. And I'm like, that's, I have a daughter. That's not weird at all. No, like no. not at no. all. Meanwhile, they're showing clips of this girlfriend who is in the bathtub with Dylan and all these other adoptive kids and they're like singing. I mean, they had their bathing suits on. But it's like yeah, you, I, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, like you have no relation to this girl, and you're in a bathtub singing with her with all these other female adoptees that you don't even know. Yeah. So like, how is that not weird? But a father getting out of bed in his underwear with his daughter who just climbed in be- into bed with him, you know, in the morning. Yeah. How is that weird? I, th- I think what weird what was weird to me about the the bathtub scene is just like you could tell this wasn't organic you know like they definitely plotted and had this and they were like okay now and they probably took multiple takes and that's what's weird to me she filmed exactly she filmed so much so much stuff and then okay so then it there was like a pivotal part where like cell phones like yeah (laughs) the whole fucking camera they had to carry around you know so then there was another scene (laughs) so then there was another scene that made me like stop in my tracks and i'm like oh hell no this bitch is crazy like this is not how you this situation like plays out. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so everyone is aware that he married his 
Well, I always thought it was like his adoptive daughter or that's something. That's what I thought too. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. that's not we the were case. Talking about that. Yeah. yeah, that's not the case. He actually, well, he eventually married her, but he had an affair with. Mia Farrow's adoptive daughter, adult mm. adoptive daughter. Adult, but he, not when they met. No, not when they met. But it was like, yeah, it was years after they met. Was, there was some grooming there. There was probably some grooming. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think so. Well, no. <clears throat> because if you read uh, Sunni's accounts mm. of it, and, well, let me get, hold on, let me get to this scene first. Okay. So we know, we know that happened. Okay. Yeah. We know Mia found out because she found like naked pictures of Sunni and Woody's apartment. Okay. That would like totally be devastating. I, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, for sure. Okay. On lots of levels. On many levels. Yeah. So then a month later after that is when the this sexual allegation um happens. And um we'll get into all this in a second. But so what so now like obviously the the authorities are involved and now it's like a, a an investigation and all this mm-hmm. stuff. So there's no way to avoid like the press finding out. Right. So what Mia does is, so there's a bunch of people, like the press is outside her Connecticut home. She sends her adoptive son, Moses, who was just 13 at the time, out with a letter to the press alone. No one else is with him. Right. This terrified kid, I'm sure. Exactly. And um, to like say like, oh, yes, you know, he raped Suni and he molested Dylan and we don't want him in the family and he's hurt all of us. Then I was like, oh, wait a second. There's something up. The, and under no circumstance, I don't care like how much of a nervous breakdown you're having. And I'm sure there were other people. I'm sure she had family there. I'm sure that there were other people there like, you know, by her side at this point. You don't send your son out to address the press at 13 years old. Yeah, that's that is a little. That's a little. That's kooky. Yeah, that's crazy kooky. <laughs> it is. So before. OK, so there's a lot of stuff to talk about. But before. We get into like all the details of this documentary and the allegations. First, we're going to do a little rundown of Mia Farrow's history because she has all these kids. So to talk about all these kids, you kind of have to have an idea of what is going on. So, okay. Mia Farrow was, uh, she grew up in LA. She was like the, oh shit, that is great. Anyways, she was the daughter of like a famous film director mm-hmm. and a daughter and also her mother was a actress. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did know that about her. She was in the business. She was in the business. Gonna, that's going to leave marks and fucking all kinds of Oh, you yeah. we don't even understand the right. marks that are coming. Right. Okay. Okay. So at some point, I don't know, somewhere when she was like 16ish, um her family fell like financially in hard times. Mm. So her mom moves to New York to start doing Broadway Broadway acting. And then at some point when she, I think, I don't know, she was 16 or 17, her dad died um, of a heart attack. And so before, but before he died of a heart attack, one of her brothers died in a plane crash that he was flying. Oh, shit. Okay. So after her dad dies of a heart attack, she, because now they really don't have money. So she starts doing more modeling and acting to help pay the bills. Okay. And then she has a brother, John Farrow, who... Later on, is convicted of molesting two boys, and I don't know if he's still in prison. He might be out yet, but this was like after the Woody Allen stuff. He was convicted of child molestation. Unfortunately, he probably is out. Oh no, he is. Oh, he admitted to it. It was no, no. I'm saying like he's out of prison probably. Um, and then I think he might be out of prison. But uh, and this brother had had said that his dad molested him and other siblings. We don't know if that's true. Sure. We just yeah. know the brother is a child molester. Okay. So 
she starts dating Frank Sinatra when she's 19, marries Frank Sinatra when she was 21, Frank Sinatra was 50. That didn't last, obviously. Right. Okay. And then um, she moves in with her friend, uh, Dory Priven, who was a singer. And she and Dory Priven was married to Andre Priven, who was just like famous composer type person. Mm. Okay. She ends up having an affair with Andre Priven. She gets pregnant, finds out she's pregnant. And then that's when Andre leaves Dory for Mia. Okay. Okay. So does that make sense? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So then they, <laughs> ha- they have two twin boys, Matthew and Sasha Priven. And then um, this was like in 1970. Okay. And then in 1973, they adopt Lark Priven, who was, um, I think she was Viet- Vietnamese. Anyways, so they adopt her. Lark Priven is now dead. She died in 2008, alone, living in poverty, a single mom of AIDS complications. Hmm. I mean, this was in two, you can live with AIDS now. Yeah, like, it's not a death sentence yeah. anymore. What did you say, 08? 2008. Yeah. Alone in poverty. Hmm. Okay. We just didn't catch it quickly enough. I don't uh, know. This yeah. is this is a trend. This is a trend that's going to be coming with these adoptive kids. So just prepare yourself. So then, okay. So then, in 1974, they have um, Fletcher Priven, who was another one of her biological kids, and I guess he was considered like the baby. Like she like had him around like all the time. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he lives next door to her now. It's a little weird. Okay, so then after that, also in 1974, they adopt Summer Priven. Uh, She was also Vietnamese. Um, I know she lives in Brooklyn now. Nothing like, you know, nothing really to report. She's normal. She's normal. Yeah. Um, And then in 19. No lingering lingering drama. (laughs) And then in 1978, they adopt Suni Priven. So that was, that's the girl that. Woody would later have an affair with and then later marry. Mm-hmm. Um, which, and also, like, I, I... Yes, it's taboo that he had an affair with his his girlfriend's adult adoptive daughter. But it's not... I mean, it was not like a stepchild. And he didn't invent this stuff. I mean, Pornhub is full. <laughs> I don't watch porn. But I'm, it's full of, like, stepmom porn, stepdad porn, right? Yeah, he's just ahead of his time. Yeah, and this stuff, not even, because... Sure. This yeah. stuff goes back to right. Greek plays and Roman plays. Sure. It's yeah. been, it's, isn't it in the Bible? Isn't that why Cain killed Abel? Because he fucked his mom. I think so. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, I, th- yeah, it's taboo, but it's, it's a big club. It's a big club. It's a big club. It's a big club. So, okay, so they adopt Sunni, and then okay, so then um, Andre Previn and Mia Farrow separate. Mm-hmm. Probably because she adopted all these kids, and who wants all these freaking kids? <laughs> it's like, not even mine, you thought. So then she adopts. Then she adopts two-year-old Moses Pharaoh, and he is um, he has cerebral palsy. He's from Korea, and if you if you're interested in this this mess of a case or family, whatever, Google Moses Pharaoh. He is now estranged from his mother. He alleges all this different abuse that took place, and we'll get into that. And he is actually a family therapist. Hmm. There you go. There you go. That specializes in um, adoption trauma. Hmm. Okay. So. No one better to ask, I'm sure. Yeah. So then there's, then in 1991, oh no, I'm sorry. In 1985, they adopt Dylan Farrow as a baby. 
She was like two weeks old. Oh, Mar- or um, oh, I should have said. Oh, I sh- I forgot to you skip, mention. You skip one. I well, no, no, no. In 1980 is when she meets Woody Allen. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah. So this was like the same, pretty much like the same year. The same year she adopted Moses, like on her own. Okay, then she meets Woody Allen in 1980. She makes like 13 movies with him. Mm. They very early on they start dating. Anyways, um, they don't ever live together. They were together for like. I don't know, maybe like 12 years, yeah. something like that. No. They never lived together. Like, their apartments were kind of like across the street. It was already like that when they met. She, at some point, bought a house in Connecticut where they would go during the summer. Mm-hmm. Woody was never really there. Like, he might go there on, like, July 4th or, like, Memorial Day, that type of stuff. He really wasn't close with any of the kids. And all the kids testified to this. This wasn't, you know. Anyways, so... And she decides at some point she wants to adopt another child. Mm-hmm. She adopts Dylan Farrell, this infant from Texas. They get her when she was like two weeks old. So at some point, um, Woody does kind of form a bond with her because mm-hmm. it was a two-week-old baby. Right. Okay. Not, yeah. So then in 1987, they they do have a biological child, Ronan Farrow. Um, and he is now like – he's really smart. He, gradu- he went to graduated college like at 15 – um, then he went. He has a degree from um, Yale Law School. He his mom got him a job at UNICEF. Now he's an investigative reporter, and he wrote a book called Catch and Kill, which basically was the outing of um, Harvey Weinstein. He I mean, he didn't out him, but like sure. it was all that type of right. stuff. So he's a big proponent for like the Me Too movement and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Okay, so that's Ronan Farrow, and we'll get into some more like interesting rumors about him mm-hmm. that really aren't rumors; they're actually kind of true. But anyways, um, so then in 1992 is when <laughs> Mia Farrow <laughs> finds the uh, naked photos in Woody's apartment. Obviously, that's going to cause like some sort of nervous breakdown, right? Okay. So what does she do after this? Like, I don't even know if it was like a month. It might have been like two. No, it was like a month after she found these pictures. She decides to adopt two more kids. <laughs> Damn. She adopts Tam Farrow. <laughs> um, it's fill in a, the void. Just fill yeah. in the void. It's an, it's a, it was another a blind girl and then who is now dead. She killed herself. Um, after she got in a fight with her mom, she still lived with her mom. Yeah, she killed her. Hmm. Yeah, she killed herself. I'm telling you, there's it's it's a trend. And then at the I'm same, seeing, I'm seeing it starting to form. Yeah. So when she adopted, at the same time she adopted Tam Farrow, she adopted Isaiah Farrow. Um, he's still alive. I don't. They don't. There's not much on him. So I'm sorry, but like, if you just found out your boyfriend was having an affair with your adoptive adult daughter who was in college, it wasn't like she was still living at home. Like she was in college and all that stuff. Why would you? You should be. That's adopting right. two more kids. More into it? Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's it's, not. Yeah. I mean, burning his Upper East Side Manhattan penthouse down. Totally acceptable. Yeah. Key in his car. Also, also fine. Yeah. Uh, totally fine. <laughs> that's on the list. I mean, yeah. showing up that's on in the playbook for sure. Showing up on set with a baseball bat and just bashing all the cameras in like a, a crazy person. Yeah. Th- that that's what I would have done. Yeah, talking shit about a sex, something I mean, like that. It's you know, just going to the press, personal, selling the story to the post, anything. all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, all it's, normal things to do. It's cheaper than therapy, yeah. and it's better than taking a handful of pharmaceuticals. Don't you know? Yeah, even even sure. murder suicide. <laughs> Sometimes we'll be, murder would make fun. more sense. It would make more sense. Is exactly. What you're getting at. Right. But adopting two more kids, 
Total batshit crazy. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a little off. That, I didn't realize that part. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's, it gets, yeah, it gets. Oh, so then at some point else, she also adopts somewhere along. So then in 1994, so this is like two years after this whole Right, started to, yeah. This is after everything would have been completed, and they they found that there was no abuse and all this stuff. So 1994, she adopts three more adoptive kids. She adopts a girl named Quincy. I guess her mom was like a crackhead. And then she adopts Thaddeus Farrow, and he was paralyzed. He was from India. He was paralyzed from the waist down from polio. He is now dead. He killed himself as well, shot himself in the stomach like... How? Ten minutes from his mom's in the stomach. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Exactly. You got to really hate yourself a lot to kill Exa- yourself by shooting yourself in the stomach. Well, that's not I like guess just in the brain or hanging yourself. That's well, okay. that's commitment. Well, You're gonna die for a little <laughs> bit. That's some, you know, that's twenty thirty minute death. That's you know, it's crazy to feel it. I guess. Okay, so then, all right. Well, and according to Moses and Austin, so Moses Pharaoh was one of the other adoptive son who's mm-hmm. now estranged from her. I thought Moses was the what, what's the biological the one that they had their their biological child. Her and Woody's mm-hmm. his name is Ronan. Ronan. His name it. was Satchel, but he changed his name to Ronan as I don't know when at some point he mm-hmm. legally changed the name, and a lot of them changed their name. It's weird. I don't know. But anyway, so she adopts Quincy, and then well, then Thaddeus. Thaddeus shot himself in the stomach. And according to Moses and other people, like you, I mean, this case, this stuff is like heavily in the news. Like you can go back and read like court transcripts and all right. this stuff. Okay, so even according to like nannies and housekeepers, like Mia did not like take care of the adopted children like at all. And so this kid is in a wheelchair, paralyzed, and she. There, I guess there was one time like he did something wrong, as like kids do. She drug him down the stairs. In his, I don't know if maybe out of the wheelchair, if he was still in the wheelchair. I don't know if they strap him in, what they do. But drug him down the stairs and locked him in a outdoor shed for 24 hours as punishment. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and he now killed himself. Hopefully in the wheelchair. It would probably be easier to get him down the stairs. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. And, and then she also adopted in 1995 another uh, blind girl from Vietnam Here's, named Frankie. Who's letting her adopt all these children? I don't know. Like, that's the real question. I mean, like. These agencies are dropping the ball. I mean, first of all, there's like 20, and there's been all these allegations and shit. Like, well, again, okay, then, okay, so, and also, so these are the ones that she adopted. She also adopted, in addition to these, and sometimes, and some of this happened even before these like last round of adoptions. She adopted a, um, an infant from Texas, and Suni went with her to pick up the baby. They had the baby like a week, and she returned it. Hmm. They have that kind of policy with kids? I guess I, so. I guess, so yeah. I guess if you have money, you can do whatever you want. That's true. I guess you could always just put them up for readoption. Then she adopted another kid with spina bifida. I don't know where he was from, but she returned him because I guess Fletcher, which was like the baby of the family before Ronan was, you know, came along, mm-hmm. because uh, Fletcher found him annoying. So I they mean, just returned him as well? Yeah. I mean, she adopted kids like women buy throw pillows. Yeah. I mean, it's that's like, a lot. Like, do you have one in a different color? Because I'm, I mean, <laughs> I'm bored with this one. Right? I'm bored yeah. with this one. And that's I'm, what I'm, it comes. That's what it seems like. Honestly, that's what it seems. Yeah, like. I really, I really want to, you know, fill in that god hole. A form <laughs> with foreign adopted children. Yeah, like I think she was wanting to make like a special Olympic <laughs> K-pop band or something. <laughs> she was. And, and then who who sends back a kid because one of your sons finds them annoying? Her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, oh, oh, you're in a wheelchair. Well, can you spin around in your wheelchair while you spin this ball on your nose? 
I mean, Fletcher really Not wants a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fletcher really wants a circus seal as a pet. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 asinine. And then if you look at like all of her family photos, I mean, they legit look like a brochure from the the Shriners Hospital. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, the it's I don't know. It's like I said, the thing that like I said, how who's letting him do- adopt all these children, especially after these allegations? And like at a point, like. Once you've sent so many back, like, I think you lose your card. I think you lose your card of adopting more kids. If you send two back, I think you should it's, be done. It's just <sighs> crazy. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it blows my mind. And look, I'm not going to lie. Like, watching the documentary, like, I didn't find all the people that they were interviewing, I didn't find them credible. <laughs> the only person that I found credible, honestly, was Mia. Like, when they would go to, like, interview, like, her sister or a friend or this girlfriend of one of the, the uh, biological kids, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't I don't believe these people. Can we put the camera back on Mia, please? Yeah. Like, that's where, you know, but she's an actress. Right. Like a, a, Exactly. Yeah, a great yeah. actress from my so understanding. Yeah. Exactly. So watching this documentary, I was just like, this is batshit crazy. And once the whole thing with Moses came along, and then I saw him out there talking to the press, like, that's child abuse. Yeah, it is. And that's the thing. You wouldn't think that. Yeah, you wouldn't. Just, But yeah, when you actually think about it, that kid was not, like, there's lawyers for this. And why are you doing it at your home? I guess that's where they're camped out, I'm sure, the paparazzi and shit like that. Yeah. So that that part makes sense. But at the same time, you could have a lawyer go out and make the statement or an adult or you know, I'd not be, a child who's living through this shit. Yeah, and if I was to make my kid do anything, I'd be like, go spray him with the hose. Yeah, right. Go like, throw rocks at him or go, bottle rockets or something. Yeah, yeah, that's acceptable. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. But not like, hey, I'm... I'm shaking and reading this statement. Like, do they have that on video? Yes. I got to see that. I gotta, it, that's crazy. It's on video and you can find it like I'm you sure, can yeah. Google. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was, he was talking to the press. Right. Yeah. It's definitely on video. Right. They recorded it. Yeah. And they put part of it in the documentary. That's crazy. That's and so weird. So it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's just mind blowing. So once I saw that, I was like, oh, hell no. Like, this is. Do you think she's still up to adopting kids? Like, she, she's still alive. I mean,. I wonder when the last time she looked into it was. Because you know that Who this knows? is like an addiction for her, it seems like. It's, it, well, it is definitely addiction. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's... Okay, so Moses Farrow, the um, the one that she adopted right after she divorced Andre Priven. Mm-hmm. And that's weird. Like, okay, so I think I think it's... I think if you really go back through the history, so she's having an affair with her friend Dory Priven's husband, Andre Priven. Mm-hmm. She gets pregnant with twins, and then he leaves her. I think she. I think it's safe to say that she probably could have. It's a strong possibility that she got pregnant on purpose so he would leave her. Okay, so then when Andre Previn and her get a divorce, she adopts Moses. Okay, and then when her and Woody's relationship ends, she adopts two more kids. Yeah, I think yeah. There's there's definitely the yeah. yeah there's sure. a behavioral pattern. Yeah. So okay. Like, she's not gonna go like. You know, a lot of people when they get when they break up, they dye their hair, go get a tattoo, yeah. you know, something like go do something. Go reckless. through your slut stage, uh, yeah, go, yeah, right, like something like that. No, I'm going to adopt children and then fuck them up a lot. That's like, what she, yeah, that's what she did. So, seems like, seems like, and they don't mention any of this in the documentary because right. the documentary is just one sided as all, yeah, the, documentaries yeah, very rarely biased. Yeah. So after I saw that, rather. so then I I started googling it, and the first thing that came up was the Mos- Moses, and he. 
basically says that she was crazy. Like she would like one, she like hit all the kids. Which listen, I don't think I don't think just because you hit your kids that means that you're abusive or sure. that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, but there was one in particular time that well, he was the one that talks about like her dragging Thaddeus down the stairs and um, locking him in an outdoor shed, and 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 he did shoot himself. That's on record. Like mm. you can't hide that. And then he was the one that talked about uh, not Lark was it Daisy Summer? I, which one? Uh, the one that he had, she adopted before Quincy, um, Tam Farrow, mm. she was she killed herself, and not only did she kill herself, but she killed herself like after her and Mia got in a fight, and I guess Tam because I mean she's blind, so that that's gonna she suffered from like a lifelong depression, mm. and I guess she always wanted to be in therapy, but Mia would never put her in therapy, and Mia was like, oh she's just moody. But yet she had all her biological children in therapy at the time. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. It's a little sadistic for sure. Oh, like, very. Yeah. It'd be, it's one thing to be a family that's like, no, we don't do therapy. You're not going, we're not going to pay for that. We don't do it. That's weird. We don't, we're normal. We, you don't need to, but like everyone else is in therapy and I can't go like, I got problems I need to discuss too. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So, <laughs> okay. Anyway. So yeah, I can, I can get rid of all this, this stuff now. Okay, so it's I can't remember all that. Are you freaking kidding? Uh, yeah, for sure. Right. So all right. So what are you Wikipedia over there? Yeah, yeah, I feel like Wikipedia. Um, so okay, so oh, and also Moses talks about how there was one time she. This is batshit crazy. He cut the. He had just got a new pair of jeans and he cut the belt loops off because he thought it would look cooler. Well, when Mia found out, she went in like a rage, like beat him. Then made him strip down naked and stand, like, in the corner for hours while she, like, just laid in bed, I guess, and watched him. And then, yeah. Weird power trip thing. Uh, Exactly. And then when all the other kids came home, they said that they came home from eating dinner with their dad. So I'm just going to assume it was the Andre Previn. He took the three boys, the three biological boys out to dinner. And then when the, everyone got home, she brought everyone in and like made them look at him and like scolded him also or not. Shame, or she like scolded. He right, shamed. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a public oh. shaming essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So then. Okay. So and then in the documentary, they also talk about how supposedly Woody like gave all this extra attention to Dylan and all this intense affection and just all this stuff and that she had to go to therapy for it. That's a lie. Actually, wh- what had happened was. She, okay, so after she gave birth to Satchel, who is now Ronan, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to follow. It is. There's um, a lot. There's, there's a, a lot. lot. There's, there's a, a lot. lot. There's a lot of them. There's just a lot of them children. I yeah. Mean, they just... And listen, I'm sorry. You can't, there's no way you can love that many kids. Oh, no, yeah. I have one sure. kid, and I am. Not at all. I can barely, like, keep her doctor's appointments in order, and when she has practice, and try to, like, it's a mess. And, and I just have one. one. And that, I just have one. Actually made. Yeah, that I actually made. Right. So. Let alone these other ones that she just gets as like hobbies when she's bored. It's like, ah, I'm yeah. kind of sad. I'm going to get a kid, I think. And yeah. then she's like, ah, I'm <laughs> done with this one. So I guess after Ronan was born, I guess after Ronan was born, and this is not disputed. I mean, this, this goes by like housekeepers, nannies at the time. I guess after Ronan was born, Mia became very like attached to him and would lock herself in the bedroom. And then, like, Woody would come over and, like, Dylan, the adopted the the adoptive daughter, would be, like, outside the bedroom, like, bawling her eyes out. 
So the therapy started because Ronan wouldn't like bond with Woody. So Mia puts um, Ronan in therapy. This kid's like two, like I mean, really young. And I guess somewhere along the therapy, and this is according to therapists, because eventually there was this abuse allegation. So like, there's client patient privilege, but when it involves a court case and children, then they they, yeah yeah, they get subpoenaed. So basically, you know, Woody or or Mia Farrow said that you know he won't connect with Woody, and Woody gives all this extra attention to. Dylan and we think that's why and Woody's like no she won't let anyone bond with Ronan and she wants to breastfeed him till he's seven because that's what you know people in the Congo do and she thinks it's like some spiritual ritual thing that she has to do and she won't let me it's like way too long on the imprinting there Yeah. yeah she won't let me like hold him so that's so that's how the therapy started and then the therapist noted that um, when Woody would come over to visit the kids, because he really wouldn't, he wasn't around that much. But after Dylan was adopted and after Ronan was born, he would make a point to be there in the morning when the kids were all up getting ready for school. And then he would also be there in the evening when the kids were having dinner before they would go to bed. Hmm. And then they went and had their separate lives. So it's just basically like he was banging her, knocked up, knocked her up. They had Ronan. And then he also had this other baby that they had adopted that he was around more. And so, yeah, that's that's basically was the dynamics of this relationship. And in between, they're working and making 13 films. Like It's hard to work and have a kid, let alone 14 or however many they had. Right. And and then the job. And yeah, and then the job. It's not like a nine to five kind of thing. And he's a writer. I mean, he would finish one film and immediately sit down and start writing for the next Mm -hmm. film. So he pumped him out. Yeah, he pumped him out. So I don't think prolific. Yeah, no doubt of that. So I don't think he. So I I tend to believe what Moses says, what the housekeepers say that he really wasn't around that much, Mm. and it wasn't more till Dylan and Ronan came along that he was there. You know, in the mornings and at night. And don't forget, this is in New York, where they lived in New York, and then he was down the street in New York, and anyways, somewhere, yeah, yeah. So, um. So that's that. So, but the the therapist noted that he or that she thought that it was it, it was too much attention for a, a young girl. I, maybe she was like five or four at the time, because he would Woody would come over and like he would get Dylan gifts and he would take Dylan to do stuff and exclude the adoptive children. And that's noted by the therapist. Mm. And it's like, well, yeah, he, you know, she came into his life when she was two weeks old. I I think personally because I mean I've dated I mean I dated a guy that had kids and I think it would have been odd if he tried to take on some like father figure with the adoptive children because they were so much older when he came into their lives. Yeah. And he really wasn't around that much. I And he did have to take care of probably all they had though. Yeah. Is the thing though. Well, some of them no, some of them had Andre Previn. Sunyi had Andre sure. Previn, sure. um, Lark, and Daisy Summer. I, I don't know if they were a right. part of Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I so, think they were because... I, I'm, I think it's kind of shitty. I, I think he should have taken them all. I mean, you know. I think I think Andre may, maybe... I mean, he definitely was with his his kids. And when they separate, when they divorced, the two... The, the, 
the twins, they stayed with Andre Previn. It was it was Fletcher that went with his mom. And well, the, the rest the of other, the adoptive I mean, kids. the other thing here is, like, when you adopt children like a crazy cat lady. That's what she was. Yeah, she was a crazy I mean, cat lady. I mean, yeah, it's hard to... It's hard, like you said, it's hard to maintain relationships, like intimate relationships with eight different people. Like, it's just hard to do. The only difference is when the cats act up. 12 or 47 or however many kids there were. (laughs) When your cats act up, you spray them with a spray bottle. When Sounds like that that might have been preferred to getting drugged down the stairs and left in a. Well, no, no, she (laughs) deported them. When her adoptive kids act, she deported them. She got rid of them. She got rid of two of them. That's crazy. Sounds like, it sounds, honestly, what it really sounds like is she just sounds like a product of show business oh yeah definitely that's what it sounds like and woody was more successful and that's why he's not as fucked up like i imagine for her and she was i mean like you said she was a a talented actor and things like that but it just seems like i don't know just seems like there's there definitely seems to be some kind of jealousy right i think there was a well definitely after she found the pictures there's definitely some some jealousy rightfully so Rightfully so. And also, like, I'm sure the other feelings are also rightful. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm sure whatever else accompanied that, it's a, it's odd. Like we said, we talked about it earlier. It's taboo. It's odd. And, you know, there was, I mentioned it earlier, there was probably some grooming. I mean, well, I'm not going to sit here and defend Woody Allen. I'm not. Like, he's probably a piece of shit. He probably is. But I don't has, think so. I think he is. Like, I, I would bet. I would, I would bet he is. I don't know. Everyone who has worked with him has nothing but like praise for him, and, and he's that's never... how you know. That's how you know he's probably a piece of shit. Well, no, because and he, well, most here... people aren't sweethearts all the time. Most people, you know, people that are pieces of shit go out of their way to always be a sweetheart, so nobody ever suspects them of doing so. True, but and also <laughs> nobody. That's a that's a good point. But also nobody has ever accused him of anything else. All the females that he's worked with, he's his he's all of his like casting. They're probably too old. All of his cast. Well, no, they didn't. Some of these people have worked with him from the get go. Fair. And none of them have ever accused him of no, no sexual assault, no like mansplaining, no like inappropriate behavior, nothing. Like they have just said that he's just, he's a writer director. Like, you know. And sure. So I think that's odd because usually when someone's a pedophile, the, the other there's, thing. there's, there's, Hints and allegations no, along the go way. Ahead. No, for sure there are. But here's the other thing: like, how long did you love Bill Cosby? You know what I mean? Like, it was known, well known in Hollywood that he was who we all know he is now, just a fucking monster. But up until you know what, ten years ago, seven, but whatever it, yeah, it was, it was you know, known. But it was known, but it wasn't a common. It wasn't common. We knowledge. didn't know about right. it. Right, we didn't know. About we know. It. It. People in the business it. knew about it. But the, and that's what I'm saying. So like, all these other actors and actor actors coming out and saying that. He was great. He was. They're probably fearful. Like a lot of yeah, people didn't call but, Harvey Weinstein out either because they want jobs. But once he was publicly brought into it, then everyone came out, and then everyone was like, "Oh yeah, we knew this, and we knew that, and oh, he did this to me, and if I would have known this, then I would have like confided in somebody when you know he tried to get in bed with me when we were on a cruise one time. Like mm. all, you know, it's the snowball effect. Sure. And none of that has happened with Woody, except for what there are like actresses who, and this, and this is complete bullshit. The, the fact that this is even happening is, I mean, it's it's really concerning the way that the direction of this country is going. Actually, it's starting to be like fascism at this point. But um, so like uh, Kate Winslet, um, oh, who's the girl from all the Star Wars stuff? Um. 
Natalie Carrie Portman. Fisher. Oh, Natalie Portman. Natalie <laughs> the, the Portman. One, I see. Um, yeah. And a, a bunch of other actresses. They, they, oh, Reese Witherspoon and even Miro Savino. Hmm. They brought them all in. It was, they brought a couple of them in, like, to do, like, an interview thing. And then other ones, like, the other actresses, like, whenever they're, like, talking about a new film or whatever, someone will say, oh, do you regret working for Woody Allen? And they all say, Woody Allen was great to work with. He never did, had any bad behavior towards me. But now that I know about the child abuse allegations, I regret working with Woody Allen and I'm going to donate my money to like a Me Too movement thing. Mm -hmm. And these allegations were made in the 90s. You made films with him in the 2000s. So how? And I don't think these people. That's pre-internet though. I mean, the internet existed, but it's not like. It was pre-Me Too. True. Yeah. And so what happened was after the Me Too movement is when Dylan Farrow um, went online and made the allegations like and they would call stars out. They would call like they would be like, how could you work with Woody Allen when he molested me? And I get I mean, you have a right. I, I would never say someone doesn't have a right to do that. But to call them out, you mean to call them out? Yeah, yeah I wouldn't say someone doesn't have a right to do that. But for all these actresses to come out and then say like, "Oh, we're sorry, sorry, we worked with Woody Allen. Had I known this, I wouldn't have." And I'm going to donate my money to charity. It's like, did you look into the allegations? Did you read the history, or are you no, just people just hear it and that's enough? They just say like, "Oh, yeah. well, you know." We feel like because it's, that's the it's not innocent until it's it's innocent or it's guilty until proven innocent. Well, he was proven innocent but, by two. But, d- but I'm saying like not by public opinion, and and that's what really you know well, the court even, of public opinion is what counts in the well, world. Well, they don't even they can't even form a public opinion because they don't know the facts and they don't know the history. When does that ever stop Americans from forming? It opinions, doesn't. You know? I'm just saying. <laughs> I just think it's a damn shame. Oh, I'm that, with you. Yeah, that we just instinctively go to that. I'm that with when you, you on the, when you Google. In default. When you Google Woody Allen, the only thing that comes up are these abuse allegations now. Sure. Yeah. And I, I read it and I'll get into we'll get into like the actual investigation and stuff. But um, I read an article, I think it was New York magazine that they did with uh, Sunni like and they're married now and they have two adoptive daughters. Um, and I so I read this article about Sunni and I just one I, I connected to it on so many levels because I had an abusive mother. Mm. So she talks about the abuse that she went through with um, Mia Farrow. And Mia was not my, I mean, my, my mom would just like smack the shit out of me and beat the shit out of me all the time. Um, Mia was just not around. Mm. Like she didn't what, like raise yeah. these kids at all, like at all. And Suni was adopted when she was like five, maybe. So she didn't speak any English at all. And she had to, like, learn on her own. Like, Mia really didn't help her. She just made, like, tutors read to her and then put her in, like, one school. And then when she couldn't keep up, put her in another school. And I think she was, like, 19 when she graduated or something like that. It wasn't a very good household. That doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound very conducive for a child to grow up in. No. So I just – and then, okay, so back to the documentary. There's this scene – because remember we were talking about how uh, Mia would say that – there was all this intense affection given to Dylan and Mm. anyways, and that Dylan at some point would like run and hide and play dead, like on the floor whenever Woody would come over. And this was what, uh, Mia's friend, they interviewed one of Mia's friends and she'd be like, yeah, we just thought it was so odd that, you know, Dylan would pretend to be dead and like be like a dead animal that couldn't speak when Woody would come over. Okay. That's kind of odd, I guess, but it was probably his kink. Well, that's fine. Well, I think I think well, I don't know what it, what his kink would be, but I think 
Um, I think being yelled at by a motherly Jewish figure is probably his kink. (laughs) Probably. Probably. So then, so on the second, this was the first documentary. They start the second documentary. This is, it basically starts out this way. It has me, they're in their summer home in Connecticut. All the kids are swimming. Woody's not there, you know, because Woody's Mm. off doing Woody. Probably cheating. And, and, and I, I, I find, I, I did, I won't lie. I did get his, um, memoir. Mm-hmm. And I, I got it on audiobooks, which I, I hate audiobooks, but I did not have time to read no, it. So, sure. like, I researched and listened to it. And he dated all kinds of women and actresses, models. Yeah. He He's not a pedophile, like, by any means. Like, it just doesn't... It doesn't... Again, it goes back to the cloaking yourself. Like, it, you know? So... Just, Overcompensating, perhaps. Maybe. I but think I you're doubt looking it. at it maybe with rose-colored glasses. Then why fun, wouldn't but... he go find someone else with a... With some other daughters, like why? I mean, because well, that's too close to home. Like he learned from his experience, I would imagine. No, this was before. This was premia. I think he. My was, guess is he flew to Epstein Island a lot. That would be my guess. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. If he was on the flight log, he would have been named as being on the flight log for that's, sure. I don't know. There's a fuckload of people. It's like at a point you're just gonna <laughs> stop paying attention to the people because it's like I don't really care. If, not that Jay Z was on there, but like. Yeah. If Bill Clinton was up there, like he's not registered yeah. nearly as highly as well. Bill no, Clinton because would be. Woody would have been. Cause he has these allegations, and he married his ex girl. Yeah. yeah, and maybe, and again, like he's a, probably a really smart guy. Like he and Ronan, Ronan, his son would have outed him. He would if he was on the Epstein flight list. He would have been. But no, anyway. So back to <laughs> don't sidetrack me. Sorry. So okay. So this the second part of the documentary starts out with. Mia has like all the kids on the banks of this lake at their their Connecticut summer home, mm-hmm. and she's like filming and directing them. She's like making a movie, yeah. and then like up out of the water rises Moses, and he's like this swamp monster, and he chases all the kids in, and then like it Wait, cuts. Moses isn't the one in the wheelchair, right? No, that would have no. been hard to shoot. But he had cerebral palsy. Mm. But you can there's different levels of cerebral palsy. Oh, that means she made him the monster. She made him the monster. Mm. Yeah. So then it, it cuts. Maybe he wanted to be. So then it, I guess I, I'm, not a, I'm, anyway, not a, sorry. I'm not a filmmaker. So then it cuts. And then the next scene is all the kids are laying dead, playing dead in the uh, living room. So that's And the mean. monster so, so is like standing over them. I see. Yeah. So it's like, well, wait a second. You're, you're so saying it was her, weird that your daughter would play dead when people would walk in the room. But here you are directing her and the other kids to play dead. Like, it just doesn't like, like, you know, like, why would you say... And you're giving them these videos that, I mean, like, you kind of got to wonder the purpose of this documentary. Like, who's making this documentary? And, like, why would you put that in right after they were saying it was odd that Dylan was playing dead when daddy would come home, you know? So there's just a lot of inconsistencies in the documentary like that. Like, like she explains the odd behavior by, like, her own behavior. Right, yeah. So, so anyway, so. My guess, my guess, or at least what I would... It's not my guess, but what wouldn't shock me, I think, is that she probably knew about all this shit. And a little bit. And was kind of playing a blind eye because she liked Woody and, you know, he was good for her career and lots of things like that. And I'm not saying she didn't love him and things like that either. I'm not saying she was just using him. But it's also possible. That's very possible that she was somewhat aware of it. And And then... She no, she did love him. And when she talks about... She talks about, like, their courtship and, like, how much she loves Woody... In this documentary, and she's smiling, and she's so happy to talk about it. If someone touched my kid's pussy, I would not be, like, all smiles and giddy and blushing when I spoke about the man. 
That's just two conflicting emotions that don't work. Yeah. In my opinion. They don't. No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. No, okay. you kill those people. I don't have kids, but yeah, you kill them. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I would do. do. That's like, what you d- do. Hell no. Or like, you or you try, or you fucking get yourself way out of the situation to where you can't ever kill them. So anyway, so okay, so now the kids are in You're therapy. You're not gleeful about your time. You don't, <laughs> you don't look happily back on those memories. I'm with you. <laughs> okay, and okay, and so the the therapist at this time did say that there was no sexual uh, attention given to Dylan. It was just, you know, he excluded the other kids. Okay. The adoptive kids, mainly. Okay, so then, um, anyway, so, like, in 1991, Dylan, or not Dylan, Woody Allen adopts Dylan and Moses, okay, and then they have their son, Ronan. This was, you know, mm-hmm. anyways. So then, um, so then on, sometime in, like, 92 is when they find out about the, Mia finds these naked photos of Suni, and rightfully so, she, like, flies off the handle, but she shows the pictures to all the kids. She takes the Polaroids, shows them to all the kids, even the little kids, even Ronan and Dylan, who are like, Dylan's like six or seven, and uh, Ronan's like what four, like four or five. And how they're old two is years Cindy apart. In these pictures. She's in college. She's like twenty or twenty-one at this point. Sure. Okay, and um, but she shows them to the kids. That's why would you do that? She to the little kids, and she also showed them to her biological kids with Andre Previn, and then one of the sons, the uh, the twin pair, showed the pictures to his girlfriend, and I think and it's even reported that his girlfriend took the pictures and showed them to her dad, who's like a drama teacher at Yale. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's odd. Yeah, like I don't know, maybe that was like some kind of revenge thing. Yeah, you know? revenge. Yeah, yeah, revenge porn or the slut shaming, whatever. Right, yeah. But isn't showing young children pornographic like when, when you, photos when, yeah. isn't that abuse? When, yeah, it is. And when you first started saying it, I was like, well, maybe she was using it. like, and that was going to say, what's the context around it, right? Like, what, like she didn't just like walk up to the kids and be like. You know, and like just showing the pictures. I wonder what the context was. Like, what she like did? Would he ever do this to you? Did you ever? No, that wasn't you know the context. I mean? No, no, and no, 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 no. There was no allegation. She. Th- this all comes later. Okay, so she might have just been out of her fucking mind. She too. was out of. She's yeah. bad. I mean, yeah. a serial killer could walk into the room and be like, "Not her." <laughs> like she looks like her head would spin around, and she's gonna like spew out like pea soup or whatever they did in the exorcist i don't i don't think she got over rosemary's baby did you ever see that movie mm-hmm. i've never seen it but i did google like clips of it <laughs> it i like the it was a pretty cool premise yeah it is and okay so after <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna that brings me into Another this one. intro thing okay okay so after she finds out about the pictures and soon Yi is home on break i don't know if it was like a holiday break or summer break but she was home on I could probably like deduct do do some deductive reasoning and like sure. figure it out anyway, by home. the dates. But anyway, she was home, so obviously she goes straight straight to Sunyi and she's like, "I found the pictures." And Sunyi's like, "What pictures?" And she's like, "The ones that Alan took." And then you know, all hell breaks loose. So Sunyi is home when she's showing the kids the photos, the Polaroids. So that had to be like devastating to her. 
Like yeah. that, I mean, that's... I mean, she had 48 kids. When is she going to have time without the kids there? It's true. <laughs> but you shouldn't have to show the kids the pictures. I, yeah. I don't, yeah, like I said, I didn't know about that aspect of it. Um, again, the context around it, but there probably wasn't any. Like you said, she probably just had her And this is all in, like, this is court documents. This isn't right. just, like, Yeah, this you isn't, know. like, what you read. This is... A stenographer wrote this down. This is court record this shit. This is court record shit. Yeah. So, okay. So now... So now... And Mia has her own therapist. The kids have their own therapist. Okay. So... <laughs> Mia's therapist was like Dr. Coates. There's a bunch of therapists. Anyways. And so Dr. Co- and of course she gets subpoenaed at some point and has to come in to testify. And um, she said like over the months after Mia found out about the affair, her like rage like intensified. And um, where it was? Oh, I. And anyway, so and she would like say that Woody Allen was like the devil. And how do I make him stop doing this? And like she would tell the kids that Woody Allen was the devil and to stay away from him because this is coming from the kids' therapist and all this stuff ends up going to court. Mm-hmm. And she also, at some point, she advised, um, this is Dr. Coates, and I think even Woody was seeing Dr. Coates. Like, she was, like, the therapist for both of them, like a family therapist. Mm-hmm. And she even advised Woody. She's like, look, this is going out of hand. Um, I don't think you should go visit the kids at the Connecticut. So this had to have been during the summer. Right. Okay. That's when the break was. It was during the summer because the kinetic, the kinetic at <laughs> home. It. Well I deduced done. it. Well done. So, um, she advises Woody not to go to the kinetic house. That it's getting bad, and I just the violence right. and yeah, just, you know. Anyways, right. advise against it. Yeah. So Woody doesn't listen, and rightfully so, because who would think that someone is going to accuse you? Let, let's let's pretend for a second that Woody is innocent. Like you would never, in your right mind, think that you're going to be accused of sexually molesting your daughter that's just not something that no if you're innocent right you know yeah. you, that you, she might beat you with a baseball bat yeah she might like i don't know slash your tires totally but molestation i don't that's just not and that's not even in the back of anyone's head well that's already i mean with the, with the soon lee i mean it's maybe it's, yeah i mean it kind of is like i mean and that's kind of abuse too i'm sure like i said i believe that he probably groomed her. He probably did. Like, you don't start a relationship oh, with somebody well, at 19 or 20. Like, okay, so do you want to know and why? And having known them for years already. So do you want to, okay, I guess, and this is according to, like, even Moses and Mia, because Mia talks about this and okay. the, uh, well, hold on. Mia talks to, speaks about this in the documentary. Woody had nothing to do with Suni, okay? Suni was a very shy girl, very, like, kept to herself. I mean, I guess she got in a lot of arguments with her mother, um, but I, at some point, I think this was like her senior year of high school, she ended up breaking her ankle while she was playing soccer and she didn't really like tell her mom or I mean her, I mean, she's icing her ankle. So her, I mean, her mom knows her, there's something wrong something with her ankle true. and Woody had came over and he looked at it and he's like, you need to take her to the hospital. And I think it was Woody that took her to the hospital. Like Mia did not take care of these kids. Mm. So sometime shortly after that, I guess Mia and Woody were kind of like in an argument or something. I don't know. And I, and I, I think the premise was something about therapy must have came up. And he said, well, why don't you put Suni in therapy? Because she probably needs to see a therapist because she's so shy and withdrawn from everyone. Like, you know, you have my two kids in therapy for being withdrawn. Put her in therapy because she's withdrawn. Mm. And then... Mia's like, well, you know what? You are right. And, you know, maybe to get her out of her shell, maybe you should take her to some of the Knicks games because you're always looking for people to go to basketball games with. So at some point, he asked her to go to a basketball game. And that was like the first time that they really hung out. And she was already 18 at this point. 
I mean, getting ready to graduate. And I mean, so there is, you know, I'm just saying it wasn't once you look at the dynamics of the family, it's really not that. That's kind of hot. Listen, I think Woody Allen is hot. Okay, and if Woody Allen would have taken me to a Knicks game, I would have blown him right there. I wouldn't have cared. Anyways, I like neurotic juice. All right. So but you're not gonna get much like you're not gonna get much better than him. Maybe Larry David. So anyways, um and even Woody or even uh uh shit uh fuck, why did I just forget his name? Uh anyway, it doesn't Larry matter. Larry David, no, I'm playing. Larry David. How even are you? Larry okay. David said that he thought he was innocent. I mean, lots of people have come out. I mean, okay, so now we're, now okay, we're going to get to... I think, it's, I think it's him. I do. I do believe, like, <laughs> everyone thinks he's fucking nice. No, he's not. Like, nobody's nice. Nobody's always nice. I mean, people are dickheads sometimes. Like, even the sweetest people. Like, I had an aunt. She was religious. If she's not in heaven, nobody's in heaven. Like, heaven's empty. If she didn't make it, she could be a bitch sometimes. Well, okay, so... You know? uh, well, okay. Nobody, nobody thought what he was kind of a dick to work with. No, no, nobody, one, I, no it wasn't like it. three in the morning and there were people on the eighty seventh shot of this take that they can't get. No, he, he didn't was just film like, like that. Oh, yeah, fucking come on. You he, know, no, like, he was nothing. A, no, he was a no, no, no. He was a. And that's he, why I think he was. That's why I think he did it. He was a get up and go Nobody's person. He was a get up and go person, and I guess he used a lot of the cameras that he used would be like on like the moving cameras. Mm-hmm. So like it's a whole different thing. So it's not like we do one set where the cameras on you, and then we do the whole entire scene again, but except the cameras on me. Mm-hmm. It was like the cameras on both of you and it's moving. So like the whole scene. So if it was just two people in the scene or multiple people in the scene, like you had to be ready. You had to be prepared. You just you did your stuff and then you just kept going. And like he allowed people to like improvise and change the lines if they wanted to. Like it being that was his method. Yeah. So no, sure. yeah. A- anyways, I don't know anything about his. his like, I don't. His, I don't know his anything. Behind the scenes, you know how yeah, he is I, I know. A director. It's I mean, hard enough prolific, for me. So. I can barely even frame this. So like I don't. Sure. And I have like all these different colored lights that if I could get someone to come in here and help me set up an actual like set, like I right. would be thrilled. But yeah. you know, people like, well, just do it yourself. It's like the table works. Uh, it's like I'm a single mom and I work and I, I don't have t- you know right. whatever. I mean, we could end up looking horrible with these like red lights. I have no clue. I was gonna look horrible no matter what lighting you had. So it was fine. Anyways, um, okay. So it, so in July 1992, I had to, this was effort. I know this took time. This took time too. <laughs> like this took yeah. Anyways, so in 1992. July 1992, Woody goes over to the house for a birthday party. I mean, he was invited. It wasn't, you know. So he's coming out of the bathroom or on his bathroom door, like the the bathroom door, because he was now in a different room and with his own bathroom, you know. And Mia, and this was in court documents too, Mia posted a note. And this is for everyone to see. And this was before any child abuse allegations um, outside of the Sunni thing. Sure. Mia put a handwritten note on the door and it said, child molester, for everyone to see. Like, so when people are coming in, they can read this when they're dropping their kids off. Bat shit crazy. She put a note that said, child molester at birthday party, Molded, then abused, one sister, now focused on youngest sister. Family disgusted. So why'd they invite him? I don't know. <laughs> but why would you post that for, like, the whole world to see? Like, I wouldn't. If, if I'm taking my kid to Mia Farrow's birthday party, and then I see that on the door when I walk in, I'm Get the gonna, fuck out of there. I'm turning yeah. around. Right around. I mean, I'm, I'm not, not even going to leave the gifts. Fuck that. I'm not going to call <laughs> with an like, excuse. No, like we're it's just going. It's like ghosted. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting better friends, all right? Sorry, no. you, you can't be friends with her, sweetheart. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so um, Only at school. Only talk to her at school. Okay, so then also on... Uh, so now on August 1st, 
me and this is all court records this isn't like hidden or anything okay so on august 1st mia calls dr coates and she says that she's disgusted over the sunni affair says woody is satanic and evil she begs the psychologist to find a way to stop him um in the same in in the same conversations she asked dr coates do you think i should marry him to which the, the therapist, and this, now she's on the stand. Like, so the therapist is on the stand. And um, she's like, and she goes, I said, are you serious? <laughs> and, um, and, and anyway, so then she just said that Mia heard her reaction and realized that, like, Mia was maybe out of line or something. I don't know. So all this is happening. So now on August 4th, this is the big molestation day. Um Mia and her friend, and her friend is in the documentary, mm. they take the two newly adopted kids. One of them was blind, and I think maybe the other one was normal. They take the kids shopping. They know Woody is coming over, and they have informed all the adults in the house. So there's a French tutor, there's the kids' nannies, and then there is the nanny of her friend that she went shopping with. They're all at the house watching the kids, except for the two kids that they took out shopping with her. The blind, I don't know, the mm-hmm. blind, the wheelchair kid, you know, right. because she, I, I guess she liked being like parking in the handicapped spots. That's because she <laughs> didn't, man, yeah. yeah, she didn't take and like. You remember when malls existed and now fucking, yeah, yeah that's a pain in the ass. It was to walk pain, it's still a pain lap. in the ass. They still so, have malls. Yeah, so I think, I think she wanted to park in the handicap. What else would it be? And before we get into this, I will, this is another thing that was noted um, by Moses and other people. Thaddeus, the, the kid with polio and from India that shot himself in, in the, the stomach. stomach. Yeah. So I guess he had braces on his legs, but he had two sets. He had a metal, big, bulky set, like the Forrest Gump set. Mm-hmm. And then he had another plastic set, but the plastic set he could actually wear under his clothes. And the only time Mia would put the big metal ones on him was when they would go out in public so everyone could see it. Mm-hmm. Attention. Yeah. I mean, what's right. no, for sure. yeah. what are those women like Malchauser or Munch- Munchauser, Munchauser syndrome? syndrome okay. Yeah. yeah. Like Eminem's mom. There's people out there like that, yeah. that they, they want to give their kids, well, make up, I don't know, diseases for their kids. So they right. get attention. So they can feel she just went out and adopted that, them like that. That's what I was saying. Yeah. That's what, right. Yeah. She's just like, oh, I'm getting the ones I'm getting the, the broken, the bastards and the, and the, yeah, whatever the third one is. Uh, but yeah. So with that, like. You look at you look at it and you're like, that's clearly what she's doing. She doesn't feel special. Like that's why she has to surround herself with people that are like. But that doesn't mean what well, it didn't fuck those kids. It doesn't. Like all these things can be true about her, and this really nice fucking guy, who's probably too nice. Like oh uh, well yeah okay. I'm just saying like so, those people always they always they always uh. Well, no, if someone's mean, too nice, but I don't think Woody was too. He wasn't nice to the kids. Is the thing. <laughs> The too nice thing, the the too nice and the grooming and trying to like get into your family. Oh, that is totally true. That's that's a huge red flag. Huge red flag. Right. Okay. But that wasn't what Woody was doing. I mean, he was just banging Mia. And then when their relationship hit the, hit the I don't think it was like a casual like I'm just you know. Like, no, they were they like together. Yeah, they were. yeah. They went out to restaurants and exchanged Christmas presents and fucking loved each and other. I'm sure, and I'm sure I'm sure on Woody's part. I'm, I'm sure she because ahead. he put his like mom. He put her mom in some of the films, and I think maybe even one of her sisters. And I'm sure, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure Mia was paid, but I'm sure there, maybe she wasn't as paid as much as maybe another actress would have been because she was with him. 
So maybe they had other. I don't know. I mean, it could be. Yeah, no, could right. be. Yeah, Why it's not? Like, hey, it's like, hey, this is all our money. Like, yeah. I don't even need to give you. Any. The only reason I'm giving you anything is, you know, it's just a tax break thing. You, yeah. you have to make some money. It's possible. That's I mean, totally that possible. Totally possible. So now on August fourth, this is the day that the molest too. <laughs> the molestation has is. This is the day that it, the this uh, this thing happened. So they go shopping, and Mia had told the French tutor and the two nannies there that Dylan or that. Woody is not to be specifically Woody is not to be left alone with Dylan. Any of the other kids, he can. The other girls there, the blind ones, all the ones that would not be able to see what was coming, he could he was fine with them but just could not be left alone with Dylan. So, they're all in the family room watching Roger Rabbit and this is, you know, and at some point, I guess Well, they're not all watching. Well, no, yeah, they're watching Roger Rabbit, all of them. All of the blind ones watching. I don't know if she's watching, but she's listening. I don't know. You missed my joke, Sandra. Jesus. Anyways, can't even I make miss fun them. of blind people. Oh my god. Um, kind of that living. was good. Anyways, so it was awful. I'm terrible. Here. I'm terrible. <laughs> they uh, they're watching Ro- Roger Rabbit. You know, <laughs> Mia comes home, and then her and Woody go out to dinner because they they this was the night that they're finalizing their child support agreements. Okay, and it's in Connecticut. It's not so. I mean, it's still dry from New York. He stays the night after they figure all this stuff out then he gets up and goes back to new york and goes back to work okay well some point somewhere that next day the nanny of the friend the friend's nanny i guess told why well, I, I should say it this way the her friend calls her and says my nanny told me that he that she saw woody put his head in dylan's lap so i guess uh she asks D- Dylan about this, and I guess Dylan said yes, and the, he didn't like it. And then at some point, not that day, maybe the next day, mm-hmm. she says that Woody like touched her private parts. Mm-hmm. So then Mia gets out her cameras, and then over a three day period, films Dylan. It took it took her three days to get this footage to film like what happened. And the girl, and they showed part of the footage on the second documentary. This girl never had any clothes on. Like, she's in bed naked and showing her, like, all the, the pointing, like, oh, where did daddy touch you? And, like, she pointed to my shoulder, or he, the shoulder. And then there's just all these inconsistencies, even with what me is filming. Right, yeah. It's okay. like, you're releasing this. Like, if you wanted and, to, you should get it right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, like, it, the, she cuts, and then they go back. And then she cuts, and she goes back. And then she'll be like, well, did he touch you here? Did, I mean, there is some coaching going on. But anyway, so the story is, and this is what Dylan said is that that her dad took her up to the attic and told her to play with her brother's toy train set that was going around in circles, and then that he touched her private parts. But as an adult, like because they also show her saying this as an adult, that he touched her vulva and labia. I'm not even sure which is vulva and which one's labia, but... There, you have one. Yeah, I think I have. I'm pretty sure I have one. But, Both. <laughs> yeah. But there was no there was no penetration. There was not, you know, and this is what she's saying now as a kid or as an adult. As an adult right. OK, so um, Mia takes her to the pediatrician. The pediatrician is like, well, I don't see any signs of abuse. And uh, Dylan initially told the pediatrician that daddy didn't touch my private parts. He touched my shoulder. And so the pediatrician couldn't do anything. And how so, old was she at this point? Seven. Seven. So then she takes her back to the pediatrician the next day. And this time, Dylan says, oh, yeah, he touched my private parts. So then obviously the pediatrician by law has to call the police, mm-hmm. calls the police. And then the inv- investigation, like, 
right, starts unraveling. Yeah. So the way Woody found out was by Dr. Coates, their shared therapist, was the one that called and said, look, you're being accused of molestation. So there was this like six month investigation by the so um, Connecticut or New York, I I forget who it was, but they hired um, because this was a complicated case. So I guess whenever there's like a complicated like this, like someone's mm-hmm. touching someone's private parts, it's, the police have to like outsource it to like specialists. So there's the Yale New Haven Hospital Child Sex Abuse Clinic. It's world renowned. It's like the best one in the world and just so happens it's in like new york Mm -hmm. so they're the ones that investigated it and they did like a six-month investigation um into this and they said that the child was not molested or sexually assaulted there was like huge inconsistencies like in her stories like sometimes it was in the attic sometimes it was you know somewhere else it didn't even exist like all these like they said like major major inconsistencies and, like, Mia said that there was penetration, and Dylan's like, uh, no, I don't even, you know. But, and so, I mean, just major inconsistencies. And I guess at one point, um, and they all said it had, like, a rehearsed quality. So, I guess when kids are molested, like, when they're telling the stories, it's not, like, verbatim every single time. Yeah. Like, there's there's spontaneity, and there's, yeah. there's different reactions to it. There's sure. different emotions involved. Like, the emotions never change. It was verbatim, like, every time. And it had, like, a, a rehearsed quality and, like, it seemed like she had been coached. And then, um, so their finding was that, um, oh, and oh, hun, this is the kicker. So the only time she would even, there there were several times during the investigation that she said she that daddy never touched my private parts. And then there were times that she said that he did. And then during the times where she said that he did, um, it was only... In, in, in relation, it would only happen when they are talking about um, her dad's relationship with Sunni and the fact that her, you know, what it was doing to her poor mother and her poor mother and her poor family. It was only in the context of that. Mm. So if they were just talking about watching Roger Rabbit and then going up to the attic, no abuse happened. But if you if she was talking about it in context of everything that was happening to Sunni and all this stuff, then she would talk about the about the abuse so the new haven people said no it's it's our it's in our expert opinion that the the child was coached and they said it was probably a combination of her mother coaching her and also just being under the stress of everything that was happening yeah and that's and that's what i was gonna say like she's seven that's why i asked how old she's seven she doesn't even understand most of the shit that she's talking about to begin with and then the other thing is Maybe she was coached. Like, maybe she her mom did coach her because she didn't know all the terminology and things like that. And that could have fucked it up. You know, like, that. Like and this still may have happened. But because her mom was influencing her, basically her memories at that point, like, she's implanting thoughts into her head that maybe didn't, it could have easily confused her. Um, I think what you said, like, specifically touching labia and the vulva, like... Well, that's only... No, that's what she says as an, as an adult. As an adult, but, like, yeah. She didn't it, say that as no, a child. Right, as a she, child, she right, said sure, private. Right. Yeah, private parts. But, but anywho, like, you know... Again, the type of person that would do that would be the kind of guy that knew what he was doing. You know, like he knew that he couldn't go, he couldn't have penetration because then they would be able to discover him. And then the other thing with the New Haven people, maybe they're like you and they're just big Woody Allen fans. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, 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 no. I don't think, I don't think that's the case. These are, no, I don't, sure, I don't, sure. I don't think that's the case. It might not be. So it then also, so, uh, so the New York people said, so mm-hmm. when they got that results back, they, they chose not to file charges. Mm-hmm. And then, then Connecticut did an investigation, and they did the same thing. It came back 
that they thought the child was coached and rehearsed and that no molestation had occurred or any abuse had occurred. Um, and then and w- one of the studies, I forget which one it was, they said that they did think the daughter needed to like see therapy because of the abuse that she was receiving from her mother because coaching a child to do something like that is yeah, abusive. Abuse for sure. And so, and, and you wonder like how they come to all this. I get, and I guess, I guess actually parents coaching their child is more prevalent than we think. The last study that, that I could find that was done on it was in 2000 and what did I wrote it? Okay, 2007. And the lady that did the um, the lady that did the study is named like Catherine Fowler or something like that. Um, Catherine Fowler. Anyways, I think I wrote it on another piece of. God dang it! Probably the one you threw. That's fine. Oh, no, I'll find it. Um, any, any, anyways, her, her name was Catherine Fowler, and that's what she does. She's like the head of a social services child protective thing, and uh, they did a survey, and basically. Well over the vast majority of social workers report um, dealing with parents or d- dealing with accusations where the it turns out to be false that one of the child was coached. Mm. And like, well, and then a fourth of the people that report dealing with this report 20 or more. And then the, the study goes on to further say that out of the out of all the um, and this is specific to custody cases. So what Mia, what Mia and Woody would have been going through at right. the time, um, right? Where two parents are, but yeah, pitting so the kids against the parents. When yeah. when a um, allegation of sexual abuse is made, there it's it's a fifty fifty chance that the allegations are false. It's very common, hmm. very very common. Hmm. So once you know all this, in connection with all this stuff that you know what I mean, then it's just like. I, I I think I don't think he did it. I I understand that you don't. I don't know. I don't know. Like I haven't I haven't put myself into it enough, nor will I, because it's you know there's a lot awful. of information. There's a lot of information, and, and it's just you know his movies aren't that fun anymore to me. That's just and me then, though. And then uh, Moses, so the the son that is now estranged from Mia and everything, he's he was the one. He was like Woody was never even away from us that time he's like i i he might have stepped out to or go, go to the bathroom or something but like you know me even told him look you're the man of the house now you have to watch woody and make sure that he doesn't leave with dylan so that was his job for the day and according to moses you know leading up to this august 4th date of the the allegation happened mia was like hardcore like you know trying to turn the kids against woody and I believe that. And and also, so after so after the, they said that there was no sexual abuse and all that stuff, they do Woody files to get full custody of Moses, Dylan, and Ronan because you can't tell your kids to make up a lie saying you're well. That's abuse. Like yeah. that's all kinds of. I mean, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then they go. Then it ends up going to the the uh, New York Supreme Court. Um, and there was even I, I, the judge found because even though that there was no abuse, that no one thought that there was abuse, we would still really have no way of knowing if anything happened. And because of the relationship with Sunni, he thought that only visitation or supervised visitation with Ronan would work for like for, the, for like six months, and mm-hmm. then we'll move on to Dylan. Well, when. So now it's supervised, so they they have to take notes when, you know, 
Woody's hanging out with his son, Ronan. And they documented, like, Woody was, like, a normal father. But Ronan would say stuff like, I'm not supposed to like you. I'm not supposed to love you. Um, I'm seeing a therapist, so I won't have to see you anymore. And it's only going to take – this is crazy. It's only going to take 10 visits and then legally – you know, they, they can make it so I don't have to see you anymore. Hmm. That's coaching. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy coaching. So at some point, Woody was just like, screw it. I'm not going to I'm not going to force this type of relationship with any of the kids. And I think he still continued to pay child support and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, it's just it's that's crazy. Yeah, I'm sure if I looked into it, I might I might come more on your side. But the the optics are bad. I mean, they are. Uh and like I said, that's what it is. It's your in this country. Unfortunately, it's it's guilty until proven innocent. And I think for him, he's he's always going to be that creepy guy now. Like it's never going to change. Like, and I I can it's it's almost in a, in a weird way. Like I mean, I still don't think him. Like I don't think any man doing anything with a younger female, like as long as she's of age, mm. is weird or creepy. I have a daughter with a man that's twenty years older than me. And he, I mean, and I was crazy in love with him. Mm. I mean, he swept me off my feet. I, it was, it was like the best, like five years. Of, I don't know, four years of, my, I don't know, four years of my life, something like that. And it ultimately ended because he cheated on me with an even younger girl, and she was Asian. And it, and I was, I so I mean, it's almost <laughs> like I was born. It's almost like I was born to defend Woody Allen. Okay, so oh, and shit. it. And anyway, so and that turned into some like Stockholm this, syndrome going on. I think here, Sandra. <laughs> and this turned into like some horrible like s- love triangle. I mean, where ultimately he ended up leaving both of us for an even, for younger, an even girl. younger girl. Exactly. Yeah. And somewhere along the line, I guess that I told, I know I should have red flag. I should have seen it coming. Was she Asian as well, or did no? She, like, he no, no. And then he left her for uh, well, Russian no, no. Baby. Then he left her for a, a Filipino. But she was older. I mean, she's still younger than me, but she was older than the last girl that he left. Both me I and see. this. Yeah. Right. Anyways, but somewhere along the line, I ended up losing a wakeboard boat and I gained a piano. <laughs> and I don't know who used to own this piano, but I'm just assuming whoever used to play this piano has my aeronautique sitting in their garage. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it's winterized. But I'm just saying, listen, okay, he was rich. And I'm sorry, money makes for good sex. It really does. And anyone who's had sex with a very wealthy man will contest to this. I mean, you just have the best sex with rich people. I only fuck broke chicks, so I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> and I'm, like, it's, it, listen, if your relationship doesn't end with, like, broken windows and cars being keyed, you just didn't did have really good love, sex. Yeah, did you really love each other if there wasn't yes. that kind of passion? I'm No, so, not you. No, I don't oh. mean, I wasn't asking you. I'm saying, like, if there wasn't that kind of... Passion in the aftermath, then was it really anything? Yeah, then it right. wasn't. Yeah. yeah, right. But um, yeah, but it, ultimately, like once the he left, once I found out there was another girl I see involved, what's happened now. Yeah, it's, it's that you can't quite possibly believe <laughs> that he just fucked this younger girl because you know she was young and attractive. He loved her. He had to have because. No, no, I, no! I think he you definitely sure? fucked her just because she was young oh, and attractive. Course, yeah, I don't right. think he ever thought it was going to transpire. I think he's still with her, so he can he can avoid these types of rumors. He's like, I didn't fuck her just because she was young and attractive. We had we're soulmates. We bonded. <laughs> it was special. I don't. She think... broke her ankle, and I took her to a Knicks game, and then like afterwards, we kinda... no, 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 no. I think he was totally being like a pervert. Who yeah, was... of course he was. I mean, that's going to be like a, to, fuck, to fuck your 
girlfriend's adoptive daughter. That's just high. And no guy would ever, if she was 18 and and I think it was even after she was 18. I think it was more like when she was like 19, 20 is when this happened. Well, according, that's, yeah. that's not a difference. But whatever. Anywho. No man, if you're, if you're, at this point, Mia Farrow was old and wrinkly and I'm sure her ass was saggy. And I can speak from experience. I know I'm getting older, all right? It sucks. So like, why wouldn't you? Like, I don't think any guy would turn that down. And I, and I think it was, I think initially it was just supposed to be sex. The, probably, probably. And then, like, all these allegations happened, and then he was just like, you know, it's going to look real bad if I jump <laughs> and date another younger woman, so I'm just going to... He probably still fucks younger women, he just also is still married to her. Probably. I, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I don't think he... I mean, he's way... I mean, he's, like, in his 80s now. Yeah. I, I fucked Bill Maher. And he's, what, he's, like, 70s? Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I can't say that, because I don't know he's, he's like... He's 60. He's 60. No, he's definitely in his he 70s. He just turned 60. I, I watch a show. He, not every week, but I watch it. No, there's he, no way... He just turned 60 a few years ago. Yeah. He's older than that. He's not. Oh, yeah. that's wrong. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. Who knows? Maybe he's 70. So, but no. So I, I, I don't left. Think he's so I had to leave that relationship because once I found out there was a third girl involved, I'm like, oh, this is even too crazy for me. Mm. Like, I'm not right. even. There's, there's no way. I'm not. What am I fighting for here? Like, I, I'm not, who am I fighting against? Like, this is just too crazy for me. But, and it kind of worked out because I started doing comedy, and as a weird, like, cosmic, I don't know, like unforeseeable thing i ended up hooking up with a 20 a 20 year old mm. on my after my first open mic and it's okay for women i mean is that, is it's it? not the double standard it's not the double standard of the world that like, nobody really bats an eye about it if it's a woman doing it but it, you know but he was, you didn't date his dad no not that i know and of. you didn't know him when he was 12 i don't think i knew him when he was 12. there you go i wouldn't have cared though totally here's different. the thing it's a totally different but situation. here's the thing even if i would have known him when he was 12 if I would have ran into him later on at that bar when he was 20. Okay, at 12. That's knowing and like sleeping in his home and getting him Christmas gifts is different though. That's no, different. I still would have. I don't care. Like, I, no, I had never in if my life. If I was life... his stepmom, I would have fucked him at 20 is what you're saying? Yes. There it is. I had never in and, my life and you, been so. And if you're comfortable with that, then you're comfortable with that. Because the thing is there's a difference between 12 and 20 and honestly, and I'm not attracted. There is. And I'm not attracted to children. So I would not right. have been attracted to him as I a 12 year old. But as a 20 year old, when I met him in the bar and, but there would have been some grooming there and it would have been a little... But he... I had never in my life been so attracted to somebody in my life. Ever. I mean, like, I zeroed in on him and, like, I cornered him and I just kept talking to him and I gave him cigarettes and then, like, we went to another mic and he got me high and then I invited him to a a Burning Man party where I knew there was going to be drugs and I gave him drugs and then (laughs) I fucked him in a basement on his 21st birthday. Like, he turned 21, like... When we were having sex, I didn't. I thought he was twenty one. I didn't know he was twenty. Right. But anyways, he met him in a bar. But yeah, he met him sure. in a bar. Right. And I don't care. Like if I would have known him as twelve, I still would have done it when he was twenty because I had you. I was so attracted to him, like majorly. And that attracted might be to the him. case for most men, like you were saying, but none of them would have said it because you couldn't. You can't say that as a man. I I couldn't sit here and say exactly. what And you that's said. not fair. It doesn't have to be fair. It's just the way it is. Like that's the thing about like first of all. Fair. When did fair start to enter anything? So then, okay. The, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But no, I was, and ahead. it was. I had so. I mean, I we I I we had like this hookup relationship for like six, seven months, and it was great. And I, but this, in was the, this in Chicago? It was in Chicago. Like it was in Chicago. It was in Chicago. And the only thing I was going to ask, you, was ask you who it was after the show, but that's fine. Yeah. It was in Chicago. And he's not from Chicago. He's from North Carolina. So if you want to do some deductive reasoning, you can I try to figure it out. If I knew, but um. Anyways, I mean, I might know him. I, I did comedy. Maybe you, probably, so, you yeah, might. I, I might have. I probably yeah. crossed his path. Maybe. Um, Sorry, <laughs> but 
being I was just really I was really no it's not James I was really attracted to him and and but like and I had fun and but it was such a weird because I knew it could never work because like we were like 13 14 years yeah Yeah, like he was closer to my daughter's age than I was to his age and so but knowing knowing that it could never work it, it had this like weird dynamic where like I was just able to have fun and not worry about anything because right, I knew it wasn't going anywhere. Hurt which makes you, which makes you actually love them more and like them more. It's a it, really, it makes you enjoy them more. I'm yeah. with you on that. Like it's, you, yeah. it's and, it, and it, it was totally unexpected. I did not expect that. And I even told him, I'm like, listen, like if if some girl comes along, don't ever worry. Go do your thing. Don't right, worry yeah, about don't me. Don't get hung up on me. And there was part of uh, you know where you I broke his heart, didn't you? No, God no, <laughs> no. It might be the other way around, if anything, but. No. No, and um, and it was probably like almost kind of like I don't know, I, me trying to be like conniving because I knew he was a man. I knew he was a twenty-one-year-old male. So if he could bang me and bang someone else, it would be easily for him to keep me a secret. So he could, you know what I mean. But so then I still got to hang out with him. So part of me like saying, "Hey, don't worry about anything," was me just wanting to like stay in his life for as long as I possibly could. So I made, and I even did, I even made a joke, and but but part of it was too because I did not knowing doing it that way, knowing oh this isn't gonna work, did make me like him more and mm-hmm. love him more. But in my in my intention by saying that originally was just because I just. Didn't, right, you don't have any expectations, so it's yeah, I didn't have like, any expectations. Yeah. yeah, so but right. I didn't think that by not having any ex- expectations that I would that it would make me like him more, and it did. So that was a right. shock. But I even made a joke on stage one time. I even said about how like one day I'll probably be sitting at home, like old and wrinkly, with a saggy ass, alone, and I'll get a phone call from my daughter saying, "I swear <laughs> to God, there's so I did this in a crowded room full of people, and like some people laughed, and other people like their jaws hit the floor." And I said that I'll get a phone call from my daughter wanting her passport because she's met this like hot comic that wants to like take her on tour with her or something, you know. And it would be him. And I'd be like, yeah, sure, here, you know, broke dick is always the best dick. And, but yeah, I mean, so yeah, I was born to defend Woody Allen. It seems as though you were. Yeah. And my, I, my grandmother hooked my father and my mother up because my dad took my grandma's trash out. Like she paid him to take her trash out. So, and then for some odd reason, she decided to hook him up with her daughter. Anyways, and you can see the immaculate conception I turned out to be. Oh. <laughs> I was a reverse reverse vasectomy. Huh. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. I guess my mom threatened my threatened to have a baby with her ex husband if my dad didn't get the surgery. Yeah. And so back to me being born to defend Woody Allen. So you know how <laughs> Mia Farrow was uh married to Frank Sinatra? Mm-hmm. Okay. So she has joked and has continued to joke, and even Ronan jokes about this, that Ronan actually isn't Woody Allen's son, that it's uh Frank Sinatra's son, which is who I mean, I think yeah, it's Woody Allen's son, probably. but yeah, I haven't seen him, but I it does not look be, anything. I was gonna say, right, it should be, I mean, it should be easy to tell. He right? doesn't look anything like Woody Allen, and he has these big okay. blue eyes, okay, but I don't think, I don't think it's Frank Sinatra's son, could also just be somebody else's, could true, be, you know. Oh, I never thought about yeah. that, but yeah, and, and Mia was cheating on Woody, and Woody was cheating on Mia, you know, it's as they do, yeah, as they do, people yeah. you know, who are rich and famous too, you know. But, 
yeah, and um, but no, then and then like having it's just weird. I don't know. Rich, rich people are weird. Like to to have the whole family in therapy except for the adopted kids is just. But I mean, I guess when you're famous, like who are, who are you gonna? You can't talk to your friends about it. No, because yeah, they'll sell the yeah, story exactly. to the tabloids right. and then they'll fuck your husband. Yeah, that like, was actually it's funny. We we're talking. Oh, you're about, having we problems. About, I want to we get about, it in a movie. Uh, Larry David earlier, and he was and and Kirby talks about that. He's like, it's like who's going to talk to this shit about it? He's like, you can't talk to your friends about this. You can't bother them with that kind of stuff. Mm-mm. You got to go to therapists. Yeah. You got to you know somebody who's paid to listen to you <laughs> babble on about this shit. I mean, and that's true though. And I never really thought about that aspect of it. You're right. Like they would totally sell that story. You know, even you're just like, oh, this is my close friend. It's like. Mm, you better give them some money with that story or something because they're going to sell it. Okay, but so Sign here. NDA. Okay, here here we go. All right. So I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it. So anyways, after I. I'm also no longer affiliated with this production. Do you do not want to affiliate yourself with this? I'm not affiliated this? with this. No. This is where I checked out, actually. This is where this is I'm where not, I wrote my comedy career. I'm not on but... her team with this one. I don't even know what this is going to say. I honestly don't know what it is. She was like, "I'm going to drop the fucking hammer," and I was like, "Okay, do it." Anyways, well, because you tried it. to read, you go, "What is this?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's a surprise." Don't read that one. So I'm like, "Don't read that one." You'll leave immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it'll it'll set the wrong tone for the freaking podcast. Get my stuff so, ready. Okay. Um. So after I saw the first documentary, I once I saw the Moses thing, I was just like. And I don't like this. And I, I, I just got, I'm like, she's lying, you know. And especially with the fact that the only person that I felt connected with or felt even any truth coming from was Mia. Mm. Okay, so then they get to the part where Dylan Farrow tells her story. Okay, and also, and, and even Moses, when she talks about this toy train, okay, Moses even said the, there was never a toy train set up there. The toy train set was like in my room, which was downstairs, or maybe not his room, one of the other boys' rooms, and it was downstairs. And I guess you couldn't go, the, there wasn't, it wasn't an attic, it was a crawl space that was unfinished. So there was like nails and all kinds of wood on the floor, and there was just boxes and it was storage space. Like, but whatever. So when, Dylan starts telling her story. It's romantic for him to be molesting kids up there, though. Yeah, no, and you, <laughs> you, you, you the, no one went up there. It was there was okay, really no sure. room for a toy train set or to have anyone lay down. Anyways, so when I was watching Dylan give her testimony about or saying what happened, I was just like, "You're lying." You're flat out that is a lie, and I know you're lying because when I was in fourth grade. Because it was right after my sister died. We were living, because my mom fucking lost her shit because her 19-year-old daughter just died. Mm. So we were living with one of her friends. Um, and I, I'm still friends with all these people on Facebook. So if anyone wants to try to, like, come at me, <laughs> right. I got witnesses. Ask them. Ask them. <laughs> anyways, so anyways, and I we had known, we had, my mom was friends with this lady from a very long time, from the first time we moved to Florida. Because she they had two older kids, a daughter and a son, and they watched me all the time. So, like, you know, they, I mean, I grew up around them. So now we're living in their house, and they had another, there was another lady living there with her son. You know, just dysfunction, shit, I mean, yeah, typical sure. poor right. people crap. Yeah. Anyways, so um, on this particular day, I had um, my, the daughter, because she's older, and her boyfriend was older, so, like, we we were, I was out with them, like, going to the movies, doing that type of stuff. Actually, I don't think it was the movies, but whatever. We were just out, out doing something, eating, just whatever. And the son, that the other lady that was staying there had a son, and he was about 14, so he was with us. And somewhat throughout that day, like, I don't know. And I still remember what I was wearing. I had on 
these like tight like um like biker shorts you know what i'm talking about the, the people wear them now like they're like the leggings with their mm-hmm. shorts okay and i had a chicago chicago bulls um t-shirt on with a white headband okay, okay. anyways and um so, like, I just felt like I was, like, grown because I'm out with, you know, right. I'll say the girl's name. I don't know. Her name was Christy and her boyfriend. And now I'm out with this guy. His name was Daniel. And I, so now I just kind of, like, feel, like, grown, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, out. You know, it was almost kind of like a double date. And I don't, I know that was what I was thinking in my head. But I don't know if Daniel implied that in my head. But anyway, so, like, I, I just felt, like, grown, you know. Right. And at some point he tried to hold my hand. I know that. And then later on at the day, later on that night, we're back at the house and we're in the back bedroom and we're in Craig's room. And that was the son. And he at some point he kissed me mm-hmm. like tongue. And, but I don't remember if the kiss came before he took my hand and put it on his penis or if the kiss came after that. Because after I like didn't really like kiss him back very much, he took his hand and he put it like down my pants and tried to finger me. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't penetrate me, but like I was just like I like hissed like I was like I made like and then like I moved over and that was the end of it. But I just don't remember like if the kiss was in between those two actions or if the kiss came before and then those two but things happened. But then Craig walked in and said something, and I don't remember if Daniel got up and left or if I went up and got up and left, but that was the end of it. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's where my memory of that whole entire thing starts and ends. Like, I, I don't really remember him after that or much before that. So, I mean, it's a pretty forgettable incident, like the whole entire thing. And so, to, and the reason I know she's lying is because she talks about how she has panic attacks and she wakes up in nightmares and cold sweats and i'm like no you don't well yours seems like a like i'm not saying it wasn't unwarranted like it was unwanted attention and things like that clearly it was but yours is like an adolescent discovery whereas hers would be that traumatic right i mean no because i don't think anyone touching you're, you're, you're saying you're just you're what you're saying is yours wasn't traumatic so that makes hers hers shouldn't be either no i'm just saying someone and she said he just touched her vagina with her finger. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone put my hand on their penis and then tried to finger me. And I'm telling you, it's not that traumatic. It's actually pretty forgettable. Now, there is a difference because he was 14 and right. I was like right. nine. Oh, see, I thought you were older than that. Oh, no. Oh, well, I, I thought like, you were both teenagers. Oh, okay. no, no, no. I was fourth grade. Fourth grade. You did say that. My yeah, fault. Fourth, fourth grade. So however old you are in fourth grade. 14, nine, like ten, eight, it is. Between eight and ten. I don't something, know. Anyways, yeah. I, I know how, I was older than depends eight. Depends on how dumb or smart you are, too. Yeah. So anyways, um, but yeah, so I, but no, it's, I mean, in the moment, yeah, maybe I thought it was traumatic, but I never told anybody. I don't, and I, just because there was, I'm not a rat and there was nothing to tell. Now, granted, it wasn't my father or like a, a grown adult, mm. but and the and but I do I do remember this. The thing that really bothered me about the whole entire thing was that he was fat and ugly. This pop marks, he had like a rat tail, just the epitome of like white trash. Right. So I guess I don't know. So if she says that she has like nightmares and post traumatic stress syndrome and all this stuff. I, I just I don't buy it. Like it doesn't what what her her allegation is saying is that he touched and this is this is what she said she mm. just said that he touched her labia and vulva with a finger and that was the end of it so that's not traumatic i mean yeah if it's your father doing it that's traumatic but 
not you're not going to have night sweats and post-traumatic st- stress syndrome and nightmares and all this stuff from that. Unless she did. I think I think no. a, I think a big problem that I think maybe her mother caused maybe. all that, and that also could be true too. But I think that I think one of the things that people do too often is try to compare trauma, whereas like you you might hear a story about somebody else and it's like how much it fucked them up, and you're like, pussy, get over it, like because it's like I've dealt with shit that's way worse than that, you know. And I get that, like you know, you might sit there and think these are first world problems compared to like, hey, at least you're not starving in a third world country, right? Oh yeah, but. but I, People perceive it differently. It's how you perceive it. You know what I mean? Like, it might not have been that traumatic um, for someone else, whereas it might be super traumatic for her. Or like you said, it could have also been all the other well, I don't think it happened. Her. I mean, I no, think... No, right. You don't think it happened. So, And I don't know. I, don't, I You know, I don't... My guess is... Yeah, I, I, if I looked at all of it, based on everything that I know now, I would say I would lean more towards yes. But again, I don't think that we should demonize the guy on maybes. I yeah, don't think you should demonize anyone on maybes, but and that's also something you're never going to be able to prove. So we're going to form opinions. About and it. when you watch her, when when she says it, she very much like acts like it's all. Is she like she'll lean in and she'll be like, and then I played with the toy train, and then he took his finger and he touched my vulva and my labia. And as a child, I just had private parts. But and, and there's and there's like all these like facial. It looks like she's an actress, totally. Like I don't know how to describe this. And then okay, so then and um, I when I was researching this, she did like an interview with Gail King, like on one of the morning shows, mm. not Good Morning America, like the other one that's like Good Morning America. It says it has morning in the title, right? So they interview her. It's morning, and America. It's probably that one. Something like that. I don't know. Anyways, it's in the morning. Something that should not be on a morning talk show, okay? Like, right. it's first thing in the morning. Yeah, I don't is, need... This is evening. This do, is evening can I get talk, a Xanax yeah. first, please, before I, I right. have to hear this? Anyways, so... Um, and uh, then Gail, you know, says, well, you know, your dad says this didn't happen and all this stuff. And then she shows her... Uh, like on the iPad shows her a video of Woody doing a 60 minutes interview view, like denying it. And, um, the, oh, fuck, I, I should, I should have rewatched this because it, she doesn't like, as soon as like Woody gets into it saying like how basically this didn't happen, like she starts crying, but it's not about, there was some, I forget what it was, but there was something attached to what he was a talk that was, that he was talking about that that she started crying and it, and it had to do about like them spending time together or something or about him not being not being able to like see her or something like that and that's when she started crying not not when he was saying oh I didn't do this he was saying something about like missing his daughter or so I don't know it was just weird and it just all seemed like yeah you're like I, I don't know if she was coached and now she thinks that that happened no, or it, or possible. that. No, that's definitely possible. Or if she kind of knows she was coached, but still doesn't know, like if maybe she did say something about daddy doing something or if she didn't, or if she knows and she just doesn't want to like admit it at this point. My guess is it's probably, so if he didn't molest her, if he, if that didn't happen, uh, my guess is that yeah, what you're saying is probably what it is. It's she's she's all fucked up with all these false memories that were implanted in her head, and she doesn't actually know what's fucking real anymore. And she probably actually does believe it. If he didn't, like if that's probably where she's at. Like I believe she believes it. 
And then I can't imagine how hard it would be, one, just to be raised by famous people, right? That would be a difficult thing to do, to be a part of. That's going to fuck you up. Most of those people are fucked up to some degree in some ways. Um, and then you also add in, like, the other layers. Like, so she's had this different father figures, and then she has all these step-siblings who she's competing for with attention, and they're in and out of her life because they ship them back and all these other... She's just a fucked up person, is what I was like. She just has a lot of issues, is what it would what it would come down to and i think at the end of it if he did it's the same thing like right like it's all these other things are still all in there very much so like if he actually did molest her then there's still all this other shit where you have the the jealousy from her mother and uh just living that kind of lifestyle like it's she doesn't probably really actually know what's real you know what i mean like, yeah in her head I, she probably doesn't even whether or not it happened or not everything's just been so distorted up there and it's been you know, just, and it's also been a long time. Like, how old is she now? This was 30 years ago, right? She's like 35 ish, I think. So, 20, 25, 37, in that something like that, yeah. So, a while ago. And, and you know, time, and that you were saying um, something earlier, uh, you know, that happens to everybody, just like misremembering shit. Like, you'll be sitting, you know, we're a little older now. You'll be sitting with a friend and you'll both have, you, you know that you both did something together, but you'll have slightly different versions Stories, of the yeah. same story, even though, and, at this point, neither of you are lying because well, it's what you, you both think, believe. Because you think that I right, said... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. You and think, this isn't even an old story. Right. Yeah. You think that I was... You think... You, you did. I did not say the F word. You said that I said the F word at Laugh Factory in Chicago mm-hmm. and I got kicked off stage. I never That's said the I Laugh Factory. There's, unless there is another shortish, your height, with glasses, who also looks like she's from the grunge era of the 90s. Yes. There, there has to be another... Who is also from Indianapolis. Because if I'm going to say the F word, it's like with intention. And that's specific... It wasn't. You were like, you were like fuck. And they were like, shit, fuck. And you said it a couple more times. And then I, did like, like, once. Wah, wah. I did that at Crackers once. I did that at Crackers. I think you did... T- I, think, I think your memory is fucked up. Mine could be. It's I did it, but this was after. This was... I didn't go to Crackers until like way after like this was the Chicago f- see, thing. See for, me, see, for me, this was the first time I was at the Laugh Factory. And it was my first time too. Was it? Okay. Yeah. And I specifically said, because I, I said this... I, I did a joke about... It was a, it was a dating app joke, and I ended it with like, well, if something about if I wanted to, um, if I wanted to have meaningless sex with a married man, and the joke is written, I just fuck one of your husbands, but I changed it specifically for Laugh right. Factory to bang, right. and it's just stuck. I've now I always, you say, always bang. say bang. You do. You I do. I always say bang. You're like bang, bang. <laughs> sure. No, but no, I did not. I know I did not say the F word at Laugh Factory, and maybe you did, and that's what I'm saying. Like you know, even something not that many years ago, that was like three years ago. Yeah, like. Not that long ago. So see? Right. It is possible. Like, that, And that's the thing. However, I also think it's dangerous to... to... But I'm not a seven-year-old, though. That's true. To a seven-year-old, I would have been like, yeah, you know. Yeah, especially, sure. And especially, no, right. like, if you're giving me all this well, I think that's what makes and... it worse for us, frankly. <laughs> One of us is wrong. Yeah. Maybe we both are. Maybe we but both I, are. But I think but the fact you that would Moses... That. No, that's the thing. Like, that's why I think I'm wrong. It's like, you would remember getting fucking yeah. yanked off the stage. It was probably somebody right before you or after you. Yeah. And I'm just mixing my own memories in together. Is what I would imagine. But, you know, then add in, like, all that trauma, all that time, all that just other things. Not just the trauma of the incident, but, like, that had to be a traumatic fucking childhood. Like, Oh, my God. It'd and, be hor- horrible. But I still, I, I, I don't believe her. I think, I, she to me, she's lying. Does she know she's lying? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Could, it, could, it, could she sure. think that that happened because her mom said that? Yeah. And... Just from what I've seen and the fact, just the fact that their son Moses has come out and said all these horrible things that Mia did and how she even coached Dylan like in front of him. So like, I just, I, I, I believe the other side. 
And, and I think that could have, like, see, and this is the worst part of it, right? Like, she, she probably did coach them. Like, she probably did. And that could have. Well, and, social and, workers who, who, who observed. But that doesn't mean it still didn't happen. You see? No, no, no. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that, she could have been coaching them and just make trying to make it about her because she seemed that type. She seemed, you know, and she's an actor. So, like, look at me, look at me. <laughs> look like, at me, yeah. So I can understand how that would be, you know, like you said with the other kid with the like, okay, well, you can wear the, the ones that aren't fucking invasive, the, the leg braces. But when we go out, I want everyone to know that I love you this much. Like I, I would parade around this and, and adopt this handicapped child and, and then take care of him. Like I'm a good person. Like that's what it just seems like. That's what, that's what that screams to me is like, I'm not a good person, but I want people to believe that. Okay. So do you want to hear a rumor about the Ronan Pharaoh thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So obviously this kid is extremely accomplished. Very, he was working for Hillary Clinton when he was twenty. This is the Yale grad, right? Yale Law School grad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he went to he's he, yeah he graduated school college at fifteen. Very smart. And um, somewhere so the rumor is that Mia had him get you, you know how like you can Wait, like make your they, legs longer. Were they involved with Hillary and the PizzaGate? Is that, Probably. No, Who knows? Kidding. But yeah, Sorry. she he Sorry. worked for Hillary for the Clinton administration for Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. when he was like twenty or something like that. Um, he's he's done all kinds of stuff, and now he's just a, re- a investigative reporter. I mean, mm-hmm. he had his own MSNBC show like at thirty. Like this is unheard of. I mean, it got canceled quickly because no one really wants to listen to a thirty-year-old. Right, I mean, that's right. I yeah. think that's probably You're why. Pretentious asshole. Who the fuck are you? Get some life experience. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. For sure. So and it sucks for him, but um, because yeah, I'm sure he was great at it. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, so, and also when, so, so he's heavily involved in, you know, the media. And I guess when Suni finally released an article or did an article with the New Yorker, because obviously she has a, she should be able to tell her story, mm. you know, I guess he tried to like squash that interview and went, tried to jump through hoops to keep that from being printed. And obviously he didn't succeed because that right. would make him seem like a complete asshole. Right. But okay. So rumor is that Mia had him extend his legs like they go through and they put rods in your legs to make you taller Mm -hmm. and they say no that he got when he was in sudan working with unicef that he got like an infection in his bone and then they didn't they didn't like attend to it quickly enough or whatever and so like that's why he had because there's tons of pictures he had braces on his legs for like months and but their claim is that like he actually got the surgery in sudan you know, like you people can't even lie correctly. <laughs> like, if you had a bone infection in your leg that you put off, like, you wouldn't, you'd fly back home to get it taken care of. Like, we send medical services. Right. People and tra- from Sudan fly to the U.S. to get surgery. Yeah. yeah and sure. we send help to Sudan all the time. Yeah. So, and what kind of bone, how do you get a bone? The only way you can get a bone infection, and they don't name it, they don't name what it is, is when you break a bone. Mm. Because my daughter broke her bone, broke her arm in gymnastics, and it was a compound fracture. So the bone actually came, it was mortifying. And the bone actually like came out of the skin. So immediately before they did anything, like they called me, like I, I couldn't even, they, they took her straight to the Riley's children's mm-hmm. hospital and they, they immediately start pumping antibiotics in them. Like right. immediately. Cause as soon as, as the bone, bone exposed. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like what kind of bone, but anyways, he is taller now, just so you know. <laughs> okay. He's taller. Like he's like a half of a foot taller. And maybe that was something he did. And like, Woody was, and Woody was only well, no. According to Moses and other people, and like nannies and stuff like that, Mia would always be like, "If you want to, you're gonna have to be taller to be 
a politician. You have to be taller to be a politician. And Woody's only 5'5". Five, five. Speaking from someone who's like 5'5 five, five or 5'6". Five, so, and I'm 5'4". Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, he's sh- yeah, he's short. Yeah. Um, but, uh... But she's not wrong, though. Like, no, she's not wrong. But I can see about being politicians. Like, people just trust taller people more. Yeah, but like, I can see her. That's why they pick Washington to be the general. They're like, no, no. Mm-hmm. But I could see her being a mom, being Found like, to lead something. But I could see him being like, oh, I want it because he went to law school. So, like, obviously, politicians that kind of like it's all no, in the yeah, same, to, you know, yeah. the same field. And I could see her being like, oh, well, you're too short because Woody was your dad because Woody's only five five, so that's why you're so short because she's an actress. I don't think she could have been much taller than Woody, if anything. Probably not, she's yeah. probably five. Between yeah. five, four, five, five and a half. And um, so I could just see her saying that. So then, yeah, to, and you can make yourself taller. I guess you get like metal rods and you're like, but he is. He is taller <clears throat> now. I had actually heard that. Somebody had mentioned that to me. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> like, but, it's it's too late now. But isn't that crazy it if is. that's true? It, and if it is it's true. It's not crazy because he wants to be like, every man wants to be taller. Okay, As a short man, we want to be taller. We do. Like. Most I want to be taller. Sure, that's fine. But like for men, it's there's some weird masculine thing that society puts on us that it's like, eh, you're not the one to breed with. Look, if you were, you'd be taller. So short men have that. Most of them have that complex. They're like, I want to be taller. So that is not surprising to me at all. That that was embedded in him, even like from his mother, probably too. But society as well, though, and it's, it's embedded in her because society is telling her that's true. And then it is like. There aren't that many short politicians. There aren't. Like, I don't. I'd have to. I, I have no. I mean, they're, they're just. I mean, I'm sure there were in the past and things like that. And FDR was in a wheelchair. Oh yeah, FDR. Yeah. But but the fact of the matter is, like, that's pre now. Like that's before you could see everything. Before everything was everywhere always. Like when you had access to to the point where we're like we're sitting here for however long we've been sitting here just talking about Woody Allen, because we all know this shit now. Because there's no filter on the world. It's just all the information's out there. You can look it up and you're gonna know about it. So what's the rumor? You think that she coached him? In, not coached him, but like... Yeah, I think she coached him. And get the, the leg implants yes, is what you think. I think she was saying, you're never going to be yeah. able to be a politician because I fucked your dad, Willie Allen, and he's only 5'5", <laughs> five, five, the little perv per short fuck. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I'm, that's that's exactly what I think happened. I think, uh, yeah, probably. Like, it probably was stuck in his head, but I also... So then he's a she's, smart guy. So he there's pictures. It. So then there's pictures all over the internet of him and leg braces and his mom, Mia, with another kid in leg braces. I mean, it's just... It's cr- I don't know. I think it's, I think it's nuts. But anyways, yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't get surgery to do it, but, like, if I just woke up half a foot taller tomorrow, I wouldn't be upset about it, you know? I wouldn't be. I don't really give a shit that much to have surgery about it. I, you know, I don't. I look like this. I obviously don't even work out, so <laughs> I'm not looking that hard into it. But I can imagine somebody who wants to get into politics and you know how that could. Well, know. I want to get into comedy. The, no. the thing is, like, how would he? Then his wingspan would be all off too, right? Like that would look really disproportionate. Did he? Did he lengthen his arms as well? No, I think then he would just be like this, you know, walking around. Some it, people it have long arms. Look, long, 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 oh yeah, you know, what I mean? it would just look yeah, little. Yeah. I mean, it's not that it. You know, I don't know what the. I just saw pictures, are, but, but he is taller. Yeah, he, oh, he is taller. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, and half a foot's hard to. And he lie did about. have leg surgery. That's documented. They they talk about that. He says it was for an infection in the bone. And as he would, so Moses well, says no. He was he a grown ass man, right? When this happened. Oh yeah, he was grown. Well, then he fucking. Then it's not her fault. Like, it's kind of beating a dead horse here. I think she's can be awful for other reasons. True. <laughs> but yeah, I just I think it's all. I think it's crazy. I, I believe Woody Allen. And if, if people don't, if people do want to to believe Dylan, that's fine. I, I, and, I, and I'm not calling Dylan a liar. I 
Just believe Woody. My thing with, okay, so here's my thing with all this. But I don't think, I, I. but here's the thing. He had a four-picture deal with Amazon, and because Dylan, and the people already knew about these allegations. They're, these aren't like surprise allegations. Right. The fact that. It's just resurfaced. It resurfaced because of the yeah. Me Too thing, and they started calling up people that were working with them. They took his four-movie deal away, and I don't think that's fair. I don't think in any situation where someone has been cleared of allegations Right, just there, because you're bringing it up again and people have had forgotten about it. And just because I, someone brings it up again, you lose your job or you lose your position. But it's a business, and that's the thing at the end of the day, is, and that's what's so fucking But we about can't it. let that happen because regardless of whether he did it or not, he was cleared. And there's going to be so many people in the future. Well, not regardless of whether he did it or not. Well, no. Not regardless of whether I'm not he did speaking it. If he did it, if he did it, then fuck him. No. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, I know. But here's the thing. Sure. Regardless of whether somebody does something or not, I get your point. I, they're I cleared. If they're cleared... Yeah. Going forward, we can't make it have it that um, then when someone then after they've been cleared, then it's right, like, it's hey, all. I remember when he was accused of this? Yeah, and then we start taking ago. people's jobs away sure. because people have always been and will continue to be accused of stuff that they didn't do. Sure, and then they're going to get cleared. You can't then go and take their jobs away. I mean, yeah, it's Woody Woody Allen. Who cares? These are like multi-million millionaires. They have more money than they even know what to do with. But that's going to trickle down into us. And then, you know, when it's Joe Schmo who, you know, lost his job at Amazon or lost his job, you know, right. at the Pizza Hut. Because he went to the Capitol, right? Yeah, because he went to the Capitol. <laughs> not the that's I know yeah. What but yeah. We can't. Yeah, we can't make yeah. that like standard it and is. okay. It's, I mean, it's becoming normal. Like that's and that's thing. a problem, it in is. my opinion. No, I'm with you. Like, I don't ever believe in censorship. The only censorship I believe in ever is self censorship. If you want to censor yourself, then do it. Like, you, like your example with the uh, saying "bang" instead of "fuck." You know, yeah. I, that's you choosing to do that. Like, there's a joke that I had. You heard it. Uh, uh, the the Mexican like I'm hat like uh, the my grandparents got to come up and. Um, I initially had it to where it was, it was a little more graphic. Like I ended it with that two Mexicans have fucked their daughter or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but I changed fucked to something else. And I, I self-censored. I'm okay with that. But I, what we're talking about, though, is just censorship at the end of the day. I mean, that's what it is. We're not – you're going to take this guy's thing away because of something he did that he – or something he was accused of and he didn't do. But you knew that when you signed up for it, but now it's – and that's the problem, yeah, though. The problem just- is – it's their money. Like it's, it's like, they're like, Oh, well people are going to watch it now. Well, people would and watch like, it. They just don't want the backlash of people saying they're not going to watch it. Right. I think most people would watch a Woody Allen. I mean, regarding I me. Mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, mm. I still watch the Cosby show. And I think they've completely taken that off. Probably. But yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, I just don't think that there's Roseanne. I still watch Roseanne and they took, you that know, was a good one. and actually that's, that was one I wanted to like, that's a really good example of it. Like, so for me, like, she's just a brilliant comedian. Like, she obviously said some fucking stupid things that she shouldn't have. And I'm okay with them canceling her show. I wasn't okay with them taking her show and changing it into something else. I thought that was greedy. But she signed I thought it, was it off. Greedy. Like, she said, oh, did she? Yeah, she okay. said you can do this. I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. So I didn't know that. So I'm okay with that then. If yeah. she said do it, then that's okay. But I'm just sick for of me. that. And it's okay either way because they probably own the rights and they could do whatever the fuck they want, but. And I don't. When right now we're living, and this is concerning, and it's just, it's it's now cool and in style to be a victim. Like there's so much acclaim to being a victim. And like I'm sorry, someone tried to touch my pussy, and I don't consider myself a victim at all. I rarely even think about it. I don't consider like I I, I definitely was not a victim of sexual sexual assault. I would never say I was sexually assaulted ever in that situation. And there's lots of people who would probably say 
if they were in my situation that they were sexually assaulted. I wouldn't. I couldn't imagine being sexually assaulted. I have no fear of men. I don't, I'm not jumpy around men. I've never been mistreated. I mean, I've been cheated on, but you know, that's <laughs> sure. whatever. No, like, no, right, yeah. yeah I, I, and, I and I've had all kinds of incidences where like people's jumped out of the bushes jacking off and, but I don't, I don't consider that a sexual assault. I understand as far as like the law goes, yes, that's a sexual assault because that's a, as you know could lead into more dangerous stuff sure. but i don't i'm not a victim no and, and i, I would never claim to be like there are victims out there i'm not one of them sure and i understand that and my thing is it's the same thing with anything like so like so i can't speak from that because you know i i'm not going to speak for the me too side I'm, I'm not a woman i'm not i've never been in those shoes i can't imagine how it is to be a woman be fucking awful i would imagine like just having to deal with this bullshit that that are men um, and earlier, that was the other thing. You were like, it's not fair to men. It's like, yeah, well, we fucking ruled the world forever. And we're just now starting not. So it's the pendulum swinging back. And it always feels like it's perhaps but not it's fair. But it's just going to hurt women. It's just going it to swing no, back. And, right. Exactly. And we're and yeah. My, my thing is like, so and what I was getting to is um, you can't be, and I don't know who said this, but you can't be more offended than the offended party. Like you can't, so you can't be a social justice warrior and hear some shit happening and then be like, fucking, oh my God, this person, oh, I feel so bad for them. This guy's a monster. It's like, how do they feel about it? How does the person it happened to feel about it? That's the person that matters. Their opinions of it are the only ones that matters. And that's why at the end of this, my, like what, whether he did it or not, like I hope he didn't because that would be fucking awful. But what I think about it doesn't matter. Like it should matter to her. It should matter to him, people directly involved in it. But like if somebody calls me a spick, it's, it's going to roll off my back. But... Somebody else down the down the way could have heard it, a white person will say, and they could be super fucking offended, but they shouldn't be. It's yeah. not it's not on you. That's it's, just it's virtue not, signaling. When exactly. the people do that, they just virtue signal because right. they don't want to seem like they're virtuous and they're a good person. Exactly, right. Yes. And I understand, and, and I can't imagine how that would be from that side. Like you want to do something right as well. Like you you don't like I don't think most of these people that these social justice warriors. I don't think most of them uh, are out and with the intent to be. With the intent to be an asshole, essentially, is what it comes down to. Because at some point, to me, it seems like they are at a point. Because you're this person is okay with it. You shining the spotlight on it is what's making it worse. Like, it's the same thing with the Dr. Seuss books. Like, yeah, those are awful books. Like, that's awful depictions of fucking Asian Americans and, and black people. All those things are true. Yeah, they shouldn't print them anymore. I'm okay with that, too. I never saw the picture. What were they? I never saw them. They're just, you know, they're like any fucking cartoon from back then. The way they depict, like, there's a shitload of Disney things that depict black people like that. Um, and it was, I But, think, but the, was the writing, though? Not that it matters, but was the writing? I think it was both. I think okay. it was probably a little both. But people were racist back then. Like, you have to realize that. People but Dr. Seuss racist. wasn't racist, because he... And but, maybe he was, and I... Doesn't, was, I don't know. I, I, I don't either. I don't either. I didn't look that far into it, because Dr. Seuss has never called me a spick, and I don't care. Yeah, I don't... I, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't... It doesn't affect me. This book doesn't affect me. Like uh, the what, Tom Sawyer with the the in gym, like you know that guy being in the book. They're like, oh well, we got to get these out of high schools and things like that. It's like that's how people were back then. You have those to... were supposed to be like I, I've never read it, but I, they said it was like a, it's supposedly supposed to be a great book. It is, yeah, yeah, it's a good book. It is, it's a great book, and it's an American classic. And just because there was a race, like that's how people lived when they depicted that story. That's the way it was. It's like it's like watching. It's like when people got upset, like watching Django. Uh, they're like, "Oh, they're using the N word too much." It's like that's because people did. They not like ten years ago. These people weren't people to them. 
Like you have to, you can't just, and it's not like, and I don't want to be an idiot Republican either. Cause I'm not, I'm not a Republican, but I'm not a Democrat either. I'm not, I'm, I, I don't I'm claim a liberal, either party. Is what I am. I'm a liberal and I'm a true liberal. Like I would have, I told somebody this the other day, I would have Ben Shapiro. Like if I was, a, if I was a Dean at a school, I would have Ben Shapiro at my school to yeah, talk. I wouldn't cancel him. Like that's silly. I, I'm against, can- I just, it's, it's, a got, dumb it's thing. out of control. Yeah, you have to, you, people have these thoughts. It, once you start thinking, policing thought and this is 1984 what everyone talks about and everyone's so terrified about it you can't just like okay yeah i, I would rather people not be racist i prefer that yeah 100 percent. i would also prefer lots of shit but that's not the case i live in reality people are they are people i've loved people i've cried when they died my grandparents i was telling you about that earlier i was working on a joke about them it's like well i'm gonna cancel all my memories of my grandparents because they were kind of racist no you just fucking you deal with it you take the good with the bad that's how humans are we're not perfect creatures we're gray you know that's what most things are so to sit there and be like more offended than the 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 offended party i think that's what all these things all these allegations and things like that that come out it's not that it's okay they're public figures i understand that but at the same time then don't watch then don't watch them like don't don't fucking then don't support them then we don't need to have this much opinion about things that don't involve us directly. Yeah. Is really and what it comes that, down and, to. And I don't, I don't like in the media anymore. The vast majority of media and news, it's not news. It's, it's opinion pieces. It is. So, so yeah. many people are just writing opinion pieces and then that gets confused and mistaken for actual news. And then, you know, it's just, it's just, it's a snowball. Well, the other thing that's really happening, that's really bad on the internet. And I don't want to, I'm not trying to group or, group older people together but they seem to be the ones who don't understand it more is satire like satire is uh, I love it, that, yeah. yeah and it's great satire is amazing and things like that and some people not that like so i also think some people use satire to be actually racist i think that happens all the time i know it does people are just they're like oh it's satire i'm just joking it's like eh. i've seen yeah right I, it's like mm, probably not but that's okay do whatever the fuck you want you you're probably not gonna make it you know whatever but then you have the other side of that like where people who are really liberal get pissed off at the satire. It's like, yeah. it's like, what are you doing? It's a joke. That's what it's doing. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's trying to tear down the power structure of what it's, they're talking about. Satire has always been, um, what are they, what is that stupid? You'll see people say this about, it's not, not punching up, but there's oh, speaking truth to power. Mm. Okay. That's what satire has always been. Right. Exactly. And I hate the word speaking truth to power. There is no such thing as truth. There is only your truth and your perspective. And you know, the schizophrenic on the street talking to themselves is right. they have tr- their own reality. They have their own truth, they okay? Do. And you, you can't reality yeah. is a perception. That is so, very true. I mean, but yeah, that's what satire has always been used for. It's so you can, you know, make fun of people in higher up positions without like getting your head chopped off. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. That's, just, let's poking fun a little bit, please don't kill me. But no, like and then you have like so Ben Shapiro is a good example of that. Like you don't I don't agree with a lot of the shit he says. I don't. Like a lot of it. But I would never say that he doesn't have a right to say it. And if he started believing, so then let's go with someone a little more to my mind. A lot of people, a lot of left Democrat people will consider him a radical fucking rightist, right, right wing fanatic. He's not. He's mostly centrist. He's right, but he's mostly centrist. He believes in, you know, centrist ideas. He's not mm-hmm. that radical. Um, but anyway, another Jew. Hmm? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I like, I like was that what that noise was? Yeah. You're like, I kind of like Ben Shapiro. I said, you'd yeah. hate fucking no, Ben Shapiro. No, I like Ben Shapiro. He's, I, no, I, he's too, he's too far <laughs> right well, he for wanted, me. He wanted, he wanted, he wanted because never, he's I only could... had sex with his wife. He's 
really traditional guy. Like he's yeah, but he's pro life. I could never. I guess, he, see, yeah. I don't even know that about. I him. don't know. Maybe I. I should. He say might that. be. He might be. Like I don't know. T- I've heard. Oh, I've heard him he speak. Could, I've had him on things. He could be pro. A lot of people say that they're pro life, but they're pro choice. That's been like no, for sure, because you don't want to hurt your fucking family. You can't hurt sure. your yeah, but 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 no. So with him, it's just you can't please thought. Like I might not like racist talk, but someone else might not like what I say. And as soon as I start saying something that somebody in power has, and then they have the ability to then not allow me to say it, to censor me, though it isn't bad, it might be to them. That's the line you can't cross. You can't. That's why censored. That's why the first one's freedom of speech. That's why yeah. it's the first fucking one. I, like it is. And it's getting it's getting a little dicey. And I, I it is. Yeah, we're we're. It, it makes it to where like I have to fucking defend Trump sometimes to people. I hate that piece of shit. I can't stand him, but I've I've defended but I have to some defend of this stuff. sometimes yeah. because it's like. Guys, this is not the end of all things here. Like, yeah. just fucking stop. Like, He'll be out in four years. And he was. It. He was out yeah, in four you're years. feeding it. Like, you're only feeding it. You're making it worse. And and for, and that's how he got elected. That's how he got elected. Like, in 2015, in 2015, in the summer of 2015, a full almost 14, 15 months before the actual election day in November of 16, he was on CNN. CNN! For two hours at, a, at an event speaking. And they, they aired it for free for him for two hours because they were like, people will tune in. Yeah, I bet you their ratings have gone down. Oh, yeah. So they have all. Fox has. Everyone's has. I, like, so I've people switched. Stopped, yeah. I can't, I can't stand MSNBC anymore. I used, That's what I used to watch. I used to watch MSNBC. I would switch back and forth between MSNBC and CNN. And CNN just went way bonkers. MSNBC is basically like state-sponsored TV. It's, I mean, it's it like is. communism. It's, it really MSNBC, is. CNN, Fox, they all are. And I'll, I'll, They're I'll, all like, look at our team. Our team is good. Your team is bad. I'll watch Fox every now and then, but I'll do it. I, I'll watch Tucker Carlson every now and then because sometimes he does have good stuff on there. But like I do it as like a, a comment. Like, no, to, right. To, you're trying to make. You're looking for shit to laugh at. I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah you're I'm looking, looking to make jokes. About I'm looking this for material. Yeah, this but, fucking bow tie wearing pretentious cocksucker. Yeah. Like I get it for sure. I watch some shit on Fox News. Like I don't like but any Fox of it. Fox is but more entertaining. I, I read stories on everything. Like you have to. You have to go through all these things. Yeah, but I can watch Fox and not get like and not get mad. Like nothing like really pisses me, which is good for comedy because if you're truly truly upset by something, it's going to be really hard to joke about it. It yeah. truly is. So. um yeah, laugh or yeah, cry. That's yeah. my thing. Exactly. Which, is, which is funny because Ronan Farrow makes all kinds of Woody Allen jokes on his thing. And he'll, he's like, oh, it's it's Father's Day or what we call in our house, Happy Brother-in-Law's Day, <laughs> which is funny. But I mean, like, yeah, but don't forget, he has a sister that was supposedly molested by Woody. I don't think when you when you factor it all in, like I would never joke about. I, I, I mean, I would joke about molestation. I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. But I wouldn't, like, if it was in my family, right. you, I wouldn't. Yeah, the wound is not yours. I understand yeah, like, I wouldn't. I, I just think there's a, I don't think, I, I just don't think in that circle between Mia and Dylan and Ronan, I don't think the the way that they are saying how they are affected by it and how upset they are affected by what happened or didn't happen or what might have happened, I don't think by their actions, they are truly as hurt and affected as the way they're saying it. That's my... Sure. And and maybe that... And the thing is... Which makes me think it's not true. Right. And and I'll give you that. And maybe that is the case. But at the same time, the the reason for me with that specifically is like, maybe it has been that traumatic. Maybe it has been that traumatic for them. Maybe it was... you know, And that's just how they deal with it. Because I deal with shit like that. That's how I deal with shit. Like, I deal with... I do. Like, I... My mom had a heart attack and I was writing jokes about it. Yeah, that... Like, 
I, that's how I deal with it. Like, it's not, I'm not saying that's right or healthy or anything like that. We're comedians. We're not. But that's the way we deal with it. And maybe that's how they deal with it. And I think certain traumas are so bad that that is the only way you can deal with it. To where it is that motto, laugh or cry. And yeah. I think you just have to live by it. And maybe not. Maybe not with him. Maybe he's just fucking like, you know. Honestly, I think that family is just so fucked up where they're just like a giant look at me. They're just like, I need, not want, but need attention. Yeah, I, to- you know? totally. I it's mean, like totally. the Kardashians. I mean... <laughs> I don't mind the Kardashians so much, though. I don't mind them at all. They're fucking, they're brilliant. Brilliant, like, exactly. Yeah, I wish like, I would People who knock them piss me off. I'm like, you're dumb as fuck. Like, <laughs> you work fucking for $10 an hour. This bitch could stop doing whatever the fuck forever. Like, she's uh, it's a crazy. billionaire. It's beyond, yeah. But I was going to say something else, but oh well. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I think Woody Allen is innocent. Oh, and did you want to hear about my sketch? The mm. Okay, the Kathy Bates thing. Okay, so I want, okay, because I was when I, who, who's your first celebrity crush? Come back to me. I'll let you know. Okay, mine was Polly Shore. Hmm. I was like upset. I was in love with Polly Shore. Okay. Anyways, I won't make so, fun of you for that. Um, it don't. Please don't. But anyways, so okay. Yeah, but I have forgot. Polly yeah. Shore, he's a fine but I to- I didn't even know his mom owned the comedy store. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't find that out till like I don't know when I started doing comedy. Yeah. Was, yeah, you know, right. I'm just not. I'm in. Well, I live yeah. in my head in my own little world. Sure. But after I got back from L. A., I had a dream about Polly Shore <laughs> that I was having sex with Polly Shore, and I woke up and I was just like, it was like the best dream I'd ever had. And my 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 thought when I woke up was like, oh my god, life is never going to get any better than this, like ever. <laughs> and so I had to get ready and go to for work, but I, I had to check like my email and stuff. And I hadn't seen or thought about Polly Shore in like years. And it wasn't until I was in LA, somebody made a joke about Polly Shore. And it was something about the, the punchline was like, it would be like, I forget what they were talking about, but the punchline was, it would be like if Polly Shore really was in the army now. <laughs> it was hilarious. So then, um, and then plus I'd went to the comedy store and I got up. So like, anyways, but so when I got home, I had the Polly Shore dream. And I, I didn't even know he had a podcast. So I got to check my email thinking, oh, my God, life is never going to get any better than this. And then all of a sudden, you know how you get those Google notifications? It was, like, suggested for you. And it was, a, it was his Polly Shore stupid podcast. So I clicked on it and watched. Yeah, anyways. But, so, but no. So I, I came up with the idea to do a sketch. Okay. So do you know? So you know you know the movie Mis- Misery, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I thought it would be cool. The to, book, too. I've actually I never the read the book. I, have, I, I recently did. But an ex that I liked, or an ex that I liked, I don't like her anymore. But an ex that I had really liked that book, and I, she was like, and I liked the movie. She's like, it's a great you movie. The book? She's like, check it out. I was like, okay, I'll read it. Really good book too. So you know, okay, do you know this song, um, the song? Cinema. Better. The movie's better, and I will say that because really, no, most people wouldn't say that. Like, it's probably not, but I. There's more to a movie. You get the visual. Like I don't know. There's, I don't. I don't like. I, I. I only I like, like my stories. I don't I like. like fic- I, like I don't everything. like reading fiction. I don't either. It's I hard. Used to, as a nonfiction. Kid. I. I. Lo- I can like. I can bang out any nonfiction book like that as long as it's, it's a topic I that used I like. To as a kid, like I could read. I read a lot of fiction as a kid. But I fiction, it, like but I don't care. Not so I, much it's, anymore. Yeah. I, I but don't. Anyway, back yeah, to misery. Anyways. Sorry, your skit. That's what I want to um, hear. So I hear about we're idiots who can't read. So you know, I know. You know the 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 song cinema from Skrillex. Like okay, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, um, I can watch you like a lifetime. Like you're my favorite movie. Anyway, so it's it's take, talking about a girl, but it's talking. They compare it to like a, a cinema. The name of the song is cinema. But there's this part in the song where like the bass drops, and it's like, Dah! anyways. So like I, this because this is just the way my brain works. So like I'll take like whatever's going on, and like sometimes it hits because my brain like works in this weird loop, and sometimes like everything like all 
collides as one. Well, this day it all collided as one. And I was like, oh my God, it'd be perfect. I could take a movie, like that song, the Skrillex song. And then like, I have like Polly Shore in my room. And then like, I'm kind of like looking at old pictures and we're talking and the song, the cinema, the song's playing. And then as soon as the bass dropped, like he's like tied up on my bed. And I just like, boom. boom. Anyways. So when I saw that, when I made that comment that I like, that I thought Woody Allen was innocent and then they, they mean bombed me. And then I saw the Kathy Bates one. I was like, that's hilarious. Anyways. Message Polly, he might be down. Huh? Message Polly for that's a good idea. But I think what I am going to do, because I immerse myself, and I love, I've seen tons of Woody Allen movies. So I think what I'm going to do is, because I mean, I have, I, w- I know I could write a screenplay. Like, there's no doubt in my mind with the amount of stuff that I, I put out, like, every, you know, mm-hmm. within a week. Like, I, I write all the time. So, like, I thought, of, I have a couple ideas for a screenplay, but I think what I'm going to do is I want to make, like, a, a, a mockumentary type short film film but call it drug friends and but make it kind of like a woody allen movie where it's like it just goes like between like you know different like your your drug friends you have your weed friends right. and you anyway so i thought that'd be funny so that'd i'm gonna yeah. work on that do it yeah yeah because there's need, no mics going on right yeah, now like, if you need, if you need somebody dead. i mean I, i've never acted anything but i've never acted how either hard is it you know like i don't know i think it, i think it depends it's not, it's not. i've you, heard you it I've, the, the, I, I would go ahead I saw David Spade say something one time, and they they were like, "Is acting hard?" And he's like, "No, not at all." But it's David Spade, and he's an asshole, so he's acting like an asshole. Sure. So I don't. I mean, who knows? my my thing is most people go through every day acting anyway. The thing that's probably the hardest to, about acting is to shake the nerves, and you get on stage and talk about yourself all the time. So that part probably isn't going to be there for you. That's why I think I can do it. And I'm not taking anything away from actors; they're brilliant artists. I know that, but it just always reminds me of a Seinfeld bit where he's like, he's like. He's like, go over there, st- stand over there, do what we said, and say what we told you to say. Perfect, brilliant, you're so great. Because, <laughs> you know. I think a lot of it, though, has to do with the writing and then, like, the cinemato- c- cinematography and sure. lighting and, yeah. like, the angles. There's so many things that go on. Yeah, like, the, the actors are, you know. But that is, you know, if you have bad acting, it's, it, it shows. It yeah. definitely does. But bad direction just shows just as much. I mean, you look at, I mean, I'm sure, now I don't want to... Be sexist, but I would just imagine you're not a Star Wars nerd. No, I've right. seen it. I've seen some right. of it. Yeah. But yeah. Like, you just don't strike me as one. Like, no, I've met plenty of women who are, but you just don't strike me as a Star Wars nerd. But anyway, you know Ewan McGregor, and you've seen him in things. Ewan who? McGregor? Mm-hmm. Ewan, yes, you have. No. Train spotting. Nope. Train spotting, Big Fish, um, Men Who Stare at Goats. He's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Anyway, he's a, he's a good actor. See, he's I'm a really not... good actor. He's a really good actor, and he's not known for Star Wars. Like, he was just in Star Wars, and that's, you know... But not like Mark Hamill, where that's 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 all he did. I'm an indie film girl. Like I'm okay. pretty much all indie films. Okay. Yeah, fair. But anyway, he, he's a he's a renowned actor, Ewan McGregor. Um, and in Star Wars, he's shit because the direction shit and the story shit. And so you know, you can be a great actor in things. And the reverse is also true. You've, I'm sure you've seen that too, where you have just a movie that's kind of like mm, and the story is just like. Mm, but there's some just really incredible acting, and you're just like, well. I like the acting, and I like stuff that I don't care so much about the plot in movies. And this is why I like Woody Allen movies so well. <laughs> okay. It's because because um, a lot of his plots are like the same. The same. Right. But like he I makes like the same movie. I like the interaction between the characters. Yeah. And like yeah, d- that type sure. of stuff. That's what I like. That's yeah. what gets me in a film. Yeah, me too. And that's the thing. Like, so for me, I think with acting, it's just, and I don't. So, <laughs> what the fuck? My opinion means absolutely nothing here, but. If you can just convince yourself, if you can believe it, that's it. That's all you need to do. And I think most people go around acting all day anyway. Like That's true. No, the, know, the whole, I, yeah. I'm not who I am at my job. And really, like, I'm not. 
Your phone's a stage now. Like the, the whole everyone's phone is a stage. I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. And it's like who are you portraying to be? And it's a little easier to do through the phone. But like you do it, like I said, at work you do it. People do it at work. And I've had jobs where I wasn't. Like you know, I've had shit mick jobs that are just fucking like. I can be who I want because it's just a shitty job. But like the job I have now, it's like, eh, try to be professional with it. I'm, you know, I'm more, yeah, I, I, my, so that's acting. I mean, yeah, it's true. I don't have, I don't interact with anybody at work. I just I go in, I get my I little scanner warehouse, thing yeah. and then do, I, do you yeah. have a wrist one or do you have the gun? I have the gun. Do you? Yeah. I thought the gun was easier. Like it, it was, there was less bullshit. Like I had the, at least with you or your at Amazon, I was at, um, fucking FedEx, but like there were less clicks on that, so it was faster. So I was like, mm. but the wrist was nice. The wrist one was cool. I don't mind. I mean, I wonder how much longer I can do it, just Maybe because feel like a cyborg. <laughs> it's so like mentally challenging because you don't talk to anybody. Like I have any some and most a lot of people there don't speak English. So even if you do Burmese, there's a lot of Burmese. There's a lot of Burmese. I, yeah, some I, of them have broken English. Not all of them, yeah, but it's, I, I just, it was, there's there's English. I, mean, yeah. I know where Burma is and things like that, but I just never like seen a, a sect of Burmese people. And somebody was like. Yeah, most of the most they're of the attractive. Asian people, they yeah, are hot. They are. Yeah, the women, sure. the men, they're they're short, but they're hot. Yeah, no, for sure they have. Yeah, and and I was just like, I, I was like, I never seen. That. I was like, why is that? Like nobody knows. Like how did that come to be? Like like I understand why there's Chinese a lot built the railroads. Of, that makes sense to me. There's you know ton, what I mean. Yeah, the, that makes sense. I can understand why the Irish Chinese. built the prisons. That also makes sense. <laughs> it's so when they I, I, and maybe maybe and really maybe what it is is like when the big. Uh, uh, immigration of, of Burmese population came here was when giant fucking warehouses were starting so there were jobs yeah. everywhere and maybe that's what it was yeah simple it, as that but it's yeah a lot of, just, a lot of uh, Amazon warehouses opening up all around I like the it because I get paid like so I'm gonna leave here I, I'm gonna then wrap this up and then I'll go to work and I'm gonna work like five hours but I'm gonna get like a hundred bucks so mm. it's not but I mean so like anytime my daughter's at her dad's I, I can just go in whenever I want I can make cook yeah I like it but at the same time it's there's no challenge. There's no. It's just no, mindless, it's just mindless. mindless. And I. Yeah. But it allows me to I do like, comedy. Yeah. If I couldn't, it so. does. Yeah. And, and the other thing is like, there's a lot of, like, I don't know if you're allowed to have pens and paper and your phone on the floor. We can have our phone on the floor since COVID. Oh really? Because they took our lockers away. That makes sense. But That's... my phone will be here tonight because I'm gonna like transfer and uh, it'll take a while. So. You. But yeah. So like so things like that. Like you know. Even when I didn't have the pen, or even when I had the phone, you know, you're still walking. That's the nice thing about it. You get to you get to, you get so right, many ideas. Yeah, you can just sit around and think all day. Yeah, because your job is mindless. It's a mindless. I had it, and I fucking like the only thing that I liked about it is like I had lost thirty pounds. Did you like, lose? I lost weight. In, yeah. Like a month, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, you don't. I was like, you lose God weight. Damn, this is incredible. Like I really had to try to ever before lose weight, or when I started smoking cigarettes, I lost a considerable amount of weight, then I put it all back on. Yeah. But it was nice. It was a nice little. It's like, oh, look at me. I'm. Not obese fat. I'm just regular fat. This is fun. <laughs> you do lose a lot of weight. And people you there, and you'll notice other people when they like higher end, like after like a few months or they'll be like super skinny. And then like, I've seen people that like I haven't seen because I kind of, sw- I switch my shifts around a lot. Mm-hmm. And so like there'll be people that I, I haven't seen for like four or five months, but like I kind of saw when they are new and then I see them like later and like they're like, they've lost like 30 pounds. It's yeah, insane. It's, it happens too. Like that was the thing. Like, I mean, I'm. And the fatter you are, the easier it is. And it was like, but now I have a complete, not, not the opposite job, but like now I just sit all day. Now I now I work at a desk all day, all day in my home now. That's bad. I, I get when I worked at a call center, I did that, and I did that for like three months, and I put on a bunch of weight because I'm I'm usually like up moving, and yeah, I can't yeah. I can't sit. I hate it. I, I don't. And it's just it's weird. It's such a weird thing to work from home, like like because my computer is in my 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 office is in my room or whatever. Yeah, I would call it, I guess. Um, just my desk, my, and I 
get up and I walk from here to there and like that's where I'm at and it's like just so many hours spent in this isolation and it's like so I you know what I customer support to a degree is what I do um and so I'm talking to people as well but it doesn't feel like it you know you, you're not really seeing people and I I'm gonna be moving uh, and living alone soon that's gonna really be weird it's gonna be like it's gonna be a weird thing. I don't know. Living alone is. I, I love, love to live it. alone. Oh yeah, I love living alone. That's not what I meant. Working, living alone, and working at home. It's going to be, going to be a little odd. Going to be a little. Uh, but I'll probably enjoy it for the first bit. Where are we at? We're at two thirty. Oh goddamn! So I'll tell you. Oh, another sketch idea. And so I, I have had to this piss so bad. Oh, never mind. All right. <laughs> That's another so, sketch idea. No, no, I, no, had to I was just too. curious as to why I had to go so bad. Oh, two thirty. No, no, no. This it's more. Well, I was thinking. Okay, I want to do a thing where like this girl. Um, is a newly divorced, like, single mom and her, like, rich... We talked about Woody Allen so goddamn much. <laughs> I know, we did. Well, that was the point of the sketch. I never I, thought I would do... Stuff, I there's, the, would. there's so much stuff left that we didn't even talk about. There's well, so much crazy stuff. <laughs> the stuff that the therapist... <laughs> oh, my God, it's just nutty. But anyway, that so is. that is it because I actually had to get ready and go to work. Yeah, you do. So, but, so thank you so much yeah, for coming I out. I appreciate you having me. And, I, anytime. Um, yeah, hopefully this doesn't ruin your career. It will probably definitely ruin my career if I ever get the chance because that's just my luck. But I don't give a fuck, frankly. Nothing can ruin my career because it's non-existent and that's, yeah, not, the, that's, that's, that's not the, the type perk, of career I would have. That's the perk of being at the bottom. My, my type of grid is there's only you, you can, can do only whatever you want. Here. There's no, you I'm on the floor here. It yeah. does not matter to me. And the other thing is like... Mm, yeah, make my life even worse comedy, than it already Our is. kind of comedy is always going to be this. I mean, yeah. it's always going to be... Make people uncomfortable. Yeah. It is, and that's a good part. That's a good responsibility of comedy and art in general. Some of it, you're not supposed to be comfortable all the time. That's, that's the, that really is what the problem is with all this shit that's happening with cancel culture. All this shit is that people do not understand that sometimes they're supposed to be uncomfortable. And that uncomfortableness is what makes and develops personality and character and lots of shit. It's the same reason, like, why you, you got to keep be moving. Sad. Yeah. yeah. You got to keep moving. And if you're, how do you if, know what? And if you're comfortable all the time, you're not going to move, and then we're going to get stagnant, and nothing's going to happen. Yeah, right. it's you've got to. And like, how do you know what good is if you, or how do you know what joy is if you've never been miserable? True. You can't just always be fucking happy. Things can't always be comfortable. That's not what life is. Like, you know, it's not, and you have to accept that and get the fuck over it. Sometimes yeah. you just sometimes have to get the fuck over it. I think that's just me. That's just me, you guys. You can take this shit to heart if you want and let it fucking... I can't believe I left this hat on the whole entire time. Yeah. Did I have a pimple? I have like a huge zit right here. It's huge. I have makeup on it right now. You can't it's really fine. Anyways, it's but fine. yeah. Anywho. Anyways. But yeah. Just, All right. you know, do whatever you want because uh, somebody's always going to have a problem with it. Oh, that's... That's, you know. So yeah. do what makes you happy. That Unless is... it's fucking kids like Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's that, then don't do that. Well, he didn't fuck it. He's never been accused of fucking a kid. Fair, 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 fair. Just, just touching the. Yeah, don't do that either. Though. Don't, don't, definitely don't do, don't that, do that, that either. Don't All do that right. either. Well, that is it. <laughs> Think I will see you guys next time. Maybe not. I don't know. I might. Heavy she might baits. get. She might get SJW by some crazy fucking. Yeah, I get yeah. it all the time. It's fine. All right. So thank you and thank yeah. you for listening and subscribe, like and subscribe like and, and share with your friends. Jesus Christ. Check out my YouTube Just, page. Like, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna watch it all, at least click it. Click it. Click Share it. it. Fuck. All right. Bye.